from downtown, this is Tim Kitsar from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main, I am back from Japan and I bought all of the amiibo that was there. The age was elusive, but the echoes led me to it. They did fix Texas 99. <laughs> Welcome to Nintendo Main Podcast. What episode is it? Oh my god, I've it's been three weeks since I've been on the show. I forgot. Welcome to Nintendo Main Podcast, episode one ninety four. We are your hosts. I'm Trey Caught the Drift Johnson. And I'm Jeremy, a bit of a stretch, Mikowski. I'm John, bookworm knitter. Bookworm. And we are here to talk to you about Nintendo games from Nintendo fans like yourselves. Today's gonna, this is mostly going to be a Japanese episode, actually. Well, a, a, an episode about Japan, because I'm back in the States again. And boy, do we have questions. With a whole lot of stuff <laughs> to talk about and a whole lot of stuff to show off here, which I think we'll do actually at the beginning of our show, instead of doing what we've been playing lately at the beginning. But... Let's talk about our nicknames real quick, though. I do want to talk about... So, I, I said many a times on the show that I was afraid that I was going to get Joy-Con Drift when I went to Japan. And guess what? I got Joy-Con right. Drift when I went to Japan. <laughs> it's contagious. Did it happen like, while you were in Japan or on the way there? Uh, it happened on the plane back. So, it wasn't that oh, bad. And it's not, it's not completely awful yet, but it's totally there. It's 100% there. And you notice that it's there. It doesn't happen 100% of the time but it happens about like 30% of the time. And it's on my left Joy-Con, and it's whenever I press up. Sometimes the character just keeps walking, even though I'm not doing anything. That <laughs> and it's sucks. really annoying. And this yeah. is new, newest Joy-Cons that you bought? These, these, yes, this is the pink and green ones, my newest, the, the Splatoon wow. ones. Yeah. So the pink one that I have, it went full-on drift on me. Is there anything cool with Jess's Joy-Con? No drift from her, as far as I know. That's good. I mean, hers are, I, I hope not. Hers are newer than mine. <laughs> you know, they're, uh, uh-huh. that, they, I mean, she got them like right before we left for Japan. But yeah, poor, poor Pinky, uh, ended up getting into the drift zone. And I noticed that I was playing, uh, what was I playing, uh, Star Wars Jedi Outcast. And it was like at the worst time. Like I was walking, I like walked off a cliff. <laughs> like it, oh, like no. it killed, it killed me. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then I just like, <laughs> And I was like, oh, no. I was like, Jess, I got Joy-Con. I got Joy-Con Drift. And I was trying to show it to her, and it wasn't doing it anymore. And I'm like, okay, whatever. But I've noticed that it's just – it kind of randomly happens, and it seems to be happening more often. Like, I was playing that Stretchers game, which we're going to talk about later. But I was, like, in the menu, and the menu just started going crazy, where it was just, like, you know, it's just, like, going through uh-huh. all the – when I hit start, it just kept going, and I didn't know. It kind of just, like, randomly happens now, so – it sucks. Maybe I mean I haven't tried to contact Nintendo about it yet, but I mean you can still get free new Joy Cons, right? I feel like we talked about that. I hope so. If you, yeah, and I, I will see if maybe they can send me a new set because it it really bums me out. Like I was, I was hoping that maybe I wouldn't get the drift, but I got the drift. <laughs> it's it's totally a real thing, and it happened to me. That's, uh, Are you suffering yeah. from the drift? 
I, I am now, yeah. It sucks. Are you picking I, up what I'm putting down? Yeah, I, I like to, I like to play it on handheld, you know, just occasionally, and then I'm like, oh no, drift, and then all of a sudden it's drifting, and it sucks. So I mean, and, and when I was on the plane, I tried to play with my pro controller as much as I could. So now I definitely have to play with the pro controller to try to get rid of that. But yeah, let's. Uh, I guess let's jump right into the Japan stuff. We'll do that first. After that, awesome news. After the awesome news of my of my uh, <laughs> of my drift of my Joy-Con drift, you said you guys had questions. Do you want to start with questions, or do you want to start with the the uh, the show here of stuff? I mean, I there is just one question, I'll, and I'll ask it while I'm thinking about it. Were you able to control the bath and its like temperature from another room? Oh, we we didn't have we didn't have a bathtub, so no. Okay. Yeah, we we did not have a bathtub. We had a shower. It was kind of a small shower, but it had a detachable head, which is always cool, you know, and you can like, you can change the angle of it. So it didn't, it wasn't like short, too short for me to get in it or anything like that. Okay. No fancy Japanese bath. then. Yeah. No. Yeah. We, and we actually, I was, I, we thought about trying to go to like an onsen or like one of those uh, bathtub places, you know, pri- or public baths. Mm-hmm. And I know there, some of them are weird about tattoos, but there are actually ones that aren't. And I was trying to get Jess to go, but you know, we were, we were both kind of too nervous about it so we didn't go just because you know public nudity no and need, all that no need to stress yourself out <laughs> yeah over it yeah it would it maybe maybe next time we could try it it's apparently it's pretty it's pretty chill though if you find the right ones is what is what we were is what we heard it's cool we actually did run into some people you know we did we did run into people not from japan while we were there uh we met a couple of jess's friends there uh one of her friends from high school actually lives there in japan so we wow. so we hung out with him cool. a couple times uh, one of her friends from Chicago, who lives in Australia now, was in Japan as well. So we so we met up with him and his and his girlfriend, and they're like, wow. uh, they like work for work for some sports center or something like that. So they were like out. There was a big rugby game in Japan when we got there. So there was a lot of like tourism going on and all that. So wow. So we did see a lot of people. We so actually, European. We actually, weirdly enough, we actually ran into a person who made a Switch game at a bar in Japan. Isn't that crazy? Wow. Uh, the game is called Bomb Slinger. Bomb Slinger. Yeah, uh, Andrea is his name. Uh, he's actually doing. Uh, he, he's developing for VR stuff in Japan right now. He's living in Japan and working on VR games, which is pretty Ooh, awesome. Cool. But uh, we so we we went to this really cool cocktail bar, which is probably like one of the coolest bars I've ever been to. Uh, we had just we had just done Disneyland, which unfortunately Tokyo Disneyland ended up being completely dry, so we couldn't drink anything while we were there. Damn. So in or in order to make it up to Jess, I was like, I'm going to take you to a really nice bar. <laughs> so we went to so we went to this cocktail bar in Japan, which was I just kind of looked up like best cocktail bar, and I found this one, and it was really hard to find. Like a, the thing about Japan is like in one building, like one small building may have like ten different stores in it, and like all on different levels and stuff, and it's and it can be really difficult to figure out like what level it's in or where it's at because sometimes the signage is like not really there. Or not very apparent. Like you have to kind of walk in a little bit, and then there's like maybe a sign that shows like all the places that are on different floors. And this place was on like the fourth or fifth floor or something. And it took us a while to find it. And when we finally found it, we ran into this girl in the elevator that was going there too, and we talked to her for a while. Well, anyway, we walked in. I wanted to get there when they opened because a lot of the good bars in Japan are really small. And if you don't, and you don't, if you get there when there's not any seats available, you you just you know they won't. You can't wait or anything. They'll just tell you to go, you know. They'll be like, oh. we don't have any seats, sorry. 
You so, can't really like loiter because there's no space to loiter. Yeah, not really. I mean, some of them you can't. I mean, I guess you could stand in the hallway, but that'd be weird. But yeah, like standing in the hallway and peeking in the bar, they don't really want you to do that. But but no. So we we came in and we sat down, and then the girl that we were on the in the in the elevator with, she came in and they were like, "Do you have a reservation?" And she said, "No." And they're like, well, "We don't have any seats," and we were like, "Well, why don't you, why don't you just sit by us? You know, we have we have an extra. We got a table here. You know, sit by. We didn't want her to get kicked out. You know." <laughs> Because she was the only one there. I was like, why don't you just sit by us? So, like, we hung out and we talked for a while. And she's like, yeah, my boyfriend works here. Like, he's, he does, like, VR development. And then he and then he showed up and he's like, yeah, I made a Switch game, uh, Bomb Slinger. I haven't got a chance to look at it yet. But I got his card. Hopefully we can have him on the show at some point. But yeah, cool. I ended up running into a guy who makes, makes video games <laughs> at a bar. And this – so what was so cool about this bar, though, it's it's basically a cocktail bar, but it has no menu whatsoever – and basically, you you uh the the waitress kind of like uh, or the server kind of walks you through like what you want. Like she'll be like, like what kind of alcohol do you like? Like do you want it to be sweet? Do you want it to be like bitter? Like what do you want? How do you want to do it? And they kind of just like make you a drink based on what you requested, but there's no actual menu and there's no actual like drink names or anything like that. So they won't even tell you like you just told me exactly how to make a Moscow Mule or something like that. I mean, no, I mean they'll tell you what you what they gave you, you know, but it's kind of like. They'll, they'll they'll try to like figure out what you like. They'll be like, okay, you like whiskey. Well, do you like this type of whiskey, or do you like this mixed with it? And and yeah, then they'll they'll make some sort of uh, cocktail based on whatever you said. And we had this really really cool cocktail that came in one of those like square uh, wooden sake glass type things, sake cups. Mm-hmm. And it was like it had like fake uh fake like egg whites in it or whatever. We go into it in, in detail in uh in Drunk Monday in our other podcast with Jess and I recorded two episodes there, so. I don't want to like get too repetitive on that, but they had really cool drinks, and yeah, it was a fun place. And I ran into another person who who made a Switch game, so that's uh, crazy in Japan. But uh, yeah, I went to, I went to a bunch of different places. Uh, I I left out the video game focused stuff in the other show that Jess and I recorded, so we could do it here. So um, I guess we could jump in. We could talk about the first, probably the first big video game place I went to was uh, the Square the Square Enix store. Which is a, a small, you know, a small like uh, gift shop next to the actual Square Enix building, mm-hmm. which uh, we found. We found the building and then we found the gift shop. It's called Artnia, is, is what it's called, the store there, and it's and it has a lot of you know Dragon Quest, Final Fantasy stuff. I went. We went to the store and the cafe. The cafe was more like Dragon Quest focused because that just came out, so that was cool. You know, they had it like. They had they had it playing on the TV. They basically had commercials for it playing over and over and over again on the TV screen, mixed with like sprites from all of the monsters on the walls, and and the food was based on Dragon Quest Eleven. So I got I, I ended up getting I didn't get the slime pancakes, but I got pancakes that had like that had like a cream on top that had like the sticker that had like the had like the um the the sixteen bit Lodo on the top there and and stuff like that. And I got like this this uh, tea that had like the 3d slime and and the and the 2d slime like as these little foam things like stuck in the top stuff like that and i have pictures that i'll put on the facebook group that you, wow. guys, that you guys can check out for that and uh, actually a couple things i can show some of the things that i got from the from the cafe so um so i got we got a couple of these little poster things from the from the square enix store this is says uh dragon quest 11 oh, has, it has all the has all the 16-bit guys on it that's badass and we also got we also got this. It's another Dragon Quest Eleven poster that we got. And every, I guess every every time you ordered something, or a, I don't know exactly how how it counted, but 
you got these um you got these coasters which I haven't opened from the uh, cafe so we'll open those and see what those are about coasters we ended up getting three of them and I don't remember exactly they weren't like for every food but so here's a here's a Veronica there's a Veronica coaster here mm-hmm. from, from the drag quest store or from the uh, Square Enix cafe And this dude, you you probably know what his name is, Jeremy. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know his name yet, but yeah, I got these. I got these two coasters, so those are pretty cool for that. I think that's. I think that's mostly what I got at the uh, cafe. I mean, it's more. We were more there to eat than uh, to get stuff, but it was cool. It was very much super themed. There were there was uh, warnings all over to all over the menu saying that you could not take the decorations home, so I couldn't bring like the little cardboard slimes that were in there or whatever. Oh, like, yeah, like, were they like made out of foam and they reused them? I, I don't I don't know. I mean, I don't think they reused them, but but it's like yeah, it's like don't it's like don't try to eat them, don't try to take them home. So I'm like okay, all right. So maybe uh, you should have like taken your drink and like hit them in your cheeks. <laughs> Actually, I, I don't think they would have enforced it that much if I tried to steal them, but. You know, better well, to whatever. obey the law when you're in a place that you're visiting. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I didn't want to. I know it's everybody's everybody's very well behaved in Japan. It's all about like respect and being like courteous to everyone and all that. And we were at one point, Jess and I, we were talking about we wanted to get like the Jap like the map of the Japanese like train, the subway yeah. and like the trains and all that. And we were on a train. and I was like, I could just like steal this map right here. That's right next to me. And she's like, Well, you probably end up. You probably end up getting arrested for that because nobody, you know, nobody really steals anything there. You know, you see people sleeping on the train and like they don't seem to be afraid of anything because nobody's going to steal anything from you, even though you sleep on the train or whatever. Like people sleep in the streets, which we didn't actually see any of that, but we weren't out that late either. So maybe we had to be out later later to see people asleep in the streets. But we were only out like we were out the latest that Sunday night when we went to see a movie, but everybody was out because – I guess at this time of year they have schools out, school and works off on like Mondays, so a lot of people were out. We figured that out at Disneyland because we should have realized that there were so many kids there for a Monday. But let's let's move on to my uh, to the Square Enix store stuff. Kind of cover some of that. We'll start we'll start with all the slimes that I got. I got I got four different slimes here. So start off, I got I got the Slime Knight plushie. Right here, oh, wow. this guy. He's 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 pretty cool looking. Ah, oh, this stuff's just so cool. This is my biggest one. I got him. I got a I got a metal slime, also plushy, but kind of more like he's he's not that you know he's more like vinyl. And I got shiny. And I got a regular blue slime. He's a he's like a plastic one, plastic blue slime. And I got this out of a capsule machine. I have a I have like a squishy pink slime. So ah. <laughs> dropped it right there i just one damage and i also got i got one of these guys i got a plushie of the of, the, of these little dudes talkners that's what they're called uh-huh. right i got one i got one of these and i got a plushie tackles tackles and i also got a, a moogle plushie you got a moogle because Aww. i gotta have a moogle of course I love moogles. what else did i get uh <laughs> actually jess and i both got one of these but we got slime carabiners they're like shaped Ooh, like slimes, and they kind of cool. they kind of like clip on stuff. We both got those. Uh, I got some of these um, some of these like mystery boxes where you there's I see them all over the place in Japan. There's um there's a Dragon Quest one and a Final Fantasy one, and I can open these on the show. So 
Let's see who we got in here. I haven't haven't looked yet. It's Final Fantasy. This is the Final Fantasy one, yeah. Let's see. What's what? the Final Fantasy open a box noise? Is there one? That's just when you win a battle. Let's level up. So it, it shows that like it can be like a bomb or it's it's a bunch of different um characters. There's a cactuar on the front here, there's a Moogle. Let's is see. it based off any Final Fantasy in particular? Oh, sweet. Can you tell? I got a Moogle. That's, that's a Moogle. That's, probably, well, the, that's Moogle. probably the one that I wanted the most. So, yeah, I got a little Moogle guy. He's got With a little... the yellow bulb. Yeah, it's it's actually says Final Fantasy fourteen on it. Okay. So, but I know that the Final Fantasy fourteen does a lot of like stuff to do with older games. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the design of it kind of looks a lot like the earlier Super Nintendo NES ones. So it does the Cactuar special. Yeah. So I got I got a little Moogle guy from that one. All right. So this Dragon Quest one basically. So it can Looks be like slimes it, everywhere. It can be a bomb. It can be a king slime. It could be one of these guys. What is that? Platypunk oh, and man, a regular slime, slime so cool. heel slime, and that guy. I don't know. I don't know what that guy's name is. Basically, going to be a whole bunch of slimes. I'm being hit with like immediate nostalgia from the Dragon Quest stuff. I mean, uh-huh. you just started playing. That, the game. It's really fresh in my mind. <laughs> is that even call even that? Oh, nice! I got a heel slime. That's cool. I know that guy. So I have. So I, now I have five slimes. <laughs> nice. All I need is. I've uh, known every one of these slimes based on, yeah, the game I played recently. And I know all of them. And I I haven't played that game as long as you have, but I know all of them too because they're in every game. <laughs> and this this is actually not from the Square Enix one, but I want to talk about it. So we went to Tokyo Tower for the uh, One Piece exhibit there, which uh, it's basically like um um what do you call it? It's it's basically like a six like a it's like a Disneyland. It's like a small Disneyland inside of uh, a mall inside of Tokyo, under Tokyo wow. Tower. It's a weird thing. But right when we got there on the bottom floor, we were looking at this Hello – they had like a Hello Kitty store, you know? And mm-hmm. they, they had all these – there were more of these random like boxes. They had these uh, mis- these Pokemon mystery boxes. And there were a bunch of different ones, but I liked the, I liked the Snorlax one. So I was like, I'm going to buy one and see if I can get the Snorlax. And just basically she felt around and she found the one that she thought was the heaviest – that was the Snorlax one, and it ended up being the Snorlax one. He's right there, which I think That's is pretty so cool. awesome. He's all like laying down on a on a bridge and all that, which I believe Snorlax is actually not in Sword and Shield, which is fine. I, I've had him in like every fucking game, so I'm fine with that. <laughs> also, uh, Alakazam's not in there either. But once again, I've used him in like every fucking Pokemon game, so I'm re- ready to use a different one. I like your attitude, and the internet does too. Well, half of the internet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I read some of that. I read some of that fucking. Uh, oh my! Oh my god! Like the um, game freak, the game, game freak, freak, the hash, hashtag game freak lied. That shit is awful. Like don't re- don't research that like I did. Don't don't look that up and see what people said. I did not look it up. So dumb. Yeah, yeah. It's just like God, I don't know. I've seen like so. I went to the review mega thread on the subreddit and read just the top couple of comments and was like, yeah, I don't want to even read this. Yeah. So. Continuing on with my Square stuff, I also bought one of these guys, because the Golem, of course, is my favorite monster, so I got oh, okay. a metal Golem. Gold Golem. I haven't opened him yet. Yeah, yeah, there's gold and silver ones. I went for the gold one, just because I remember in the first game, I would always look for the gold ones, because they have more, you know, you get more money from them. I'll obviously. just say that he looks familiar, too. <laughs> I'm sure you saw the Golem, yeah. I saw, Yeah. This is actually this one is actually from a different place. This is from Nakano Broadway, but I did get a rubber little rubber golem as well. 
did not see any rubber from a, ones. from a different place because you know just because. And uh, here's one of my favorite ones that I got. Da 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 da. The Final Fantasy VI soundtrack, three disc CD, Whoa. right here. Nice. Ended up counting. It costing me a pretty penny, but it's you know I had to get it because Final Fantasy VI is my favorite Final Fantasy game and one of my favorite soundtracks too. So I got that one. And you it's bought it from disc. the Square Store. That's from the Square Store. Yeah, and they have a they have a listening station there where you can put on headphones and listen to all the CDs and stuff like that, which is pretty cool. It's I like it's great the CDs CDs and cassette tapes are still alive and well in Japan. Like I saw cassette tapes everywhere. Like in all the record stores that I went to, they all had tapes. Which I mean, you can get tapes here too. So I guess it's not. Are there that. vinyls? Oh yeah, lots of vinyls. We we actually went to this record store. It was on the third floor. It was called Big Big Love Records, and it had a bar in it. It was so cool. <laughs> we like went in there and, <laughs> and like sipped whiskey and listened to records and stuff. It was fun. And also yeah. this one, this is a special one because this is this is actually for you, Jeremy, in this bag. This is a this is a gift for you what? from the square. Ooh. So I figured I'd open it and show it to you on on the air. You know, John. Thank for me. John has presents too, but I already gave them to John. Yeah, everybody got presents. So it, it this is your Square Enix store bag. I put Whoa, it in here. You that's can so keep cool. this. I also got these for you and John. Slime and the Chikoma. These are uh I got I got these. These are Sega the Sega Land bags from the arcade. Nice. We, we got some of those too. And and also we got a bunch of these Sega coins that don't mean anything, which I'll talk about that in a minute. We have these two for you guys. I think we we gave some to you, right, John? Yeah, yep. Yeah. Okay. coins. So, this is your this is your present, Jeremy. What? Can you see Whoa. what that is? This is the soundtrack to Chrono Trigger, the three disc. Oh my soundtrack. god! I always Thank wanted you. I always wanted to buy this for you, and I bought it from the Square Store. So, here you go. This is for you, buddy. Oh, shit. I'll give it to you whenever I see you again. Does it say what CD you think and your DVD? DVD is? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it says CD plus DVD. Oh my god! So, I don't know what cool. the DVD is, but yeah, this is a this. That's it. The original <laughs> original Chrono Trigger soundtrack, sealed from the Square from the Square Enix store. Very cool. And I also this that's is freaking cool, man. This, this is a small another thing in here. We went to this cool sticker store that has all these weird stickers, and I got you this cap and sticker from there. This this guy cucumber song. It says uh, <laughs> <laughs> apparently it says in Japanese it says I'm not bald. Is what it says. Is what, is, what the, is what the lady told me that sold it to me. So even though he's obviously bald, and I was That's I was trying to cool tell her, man. I was Thank like, "Thank you so much." I was like, "Oh, it's the guy from Animal Crossing." They're like, "No, he's a." They're like, "He's a mystical." Well, he, he's also like a Japanese folklore character, you know. But uh, but yeah, no, this is I'll, it's like a demon or something. Whenever I see you again, or I can send it to you, or whatever. Yeah, this is this is for you. I got you a Corona Trigger thing. So it's a little. It, got has, my- it has like a little bit of a. I think it has like a scratch on it or something somewhere, but oh, well. I couldn't see it. Like on the case, I'm sure this it traveled. Is. Yeah, but it's it's all it's sealed cool. and all that. Yeah, trying to figure. Very cool. I got my gifts here that you got me too, Trey. Okay, you can so you can show them off if you like. So they got me this um, cat crawling into a Mario pipe. You can see his little <laughs> cat butthole there. Yeah, sticking out of the of the pipe. So I figured it's Cat Mario, and I got these. I never cool... want to see Mario's butthole, though. <laughs> That's his the cat version, so it's okay. Me. It's a cat version, so it's all right. Sonic the Hedgehog cups. 
Yeah, for the, for the man who only has one cup, we got you some more cups. That that's right, from I only a, have one cup. Th- those are really? from myself, so. Those are from super, well, Why do I need more cups? Those are from a Super Potato, which is that big uh used video game place which we'll talk about cuz I have some games from there that to show off. But I'm glad I got these cuz these are very cool. Now you have thrice the cups. Yeah, one, I, I want I want to get you yes. I wanted to get you some more Sonic, some Sonic stuff, but it was weirdly enough, like there wasn't a whole lot of, not a whole lot of Sega stuff. I mean, there's like Sega arcades everywhere, but not a whole lot of Sega stuff. Like I saw one, I saw like a claw machine or like a UFO machine where you could try to win like Sega hoodies, but they probably weren't big enough for you, John, because unfortunately I couldn't buy any, I couldn't buy any shirts in Japan because they're all fucking small. (laughs) Like everything is incredibly (laughs) small and I couldn't fit into any of them, so. And I figured, like, the one, like, the hoodie, like, probably wasn't tall enough for you, even. It looks pretty short. So, I don't know. That's okay, because you got me this. Yeah, I got you, Vintage. uh... Yeah. Super Mario Brothers, the movie poster in Japanese. That's freaking cool. Yeah, we we went to this mall called uh, Nakano Broadway, and uh, it, it was incredibly cool. Like, I actually have some toys. That's where I got that rubber um, golem from, was there. But there were all these really, really cool stores, and there was a poster store that just had a whole bunch of, like, vintage posters, and I found that. And I think it's actually, like, a – it might be, like, a page from a magazine or something like that, but but it's totally yeah. – Yeah, it's from – On the other side, there's all this other stuff. Yeah, it's from it's like from the release. The movie. It's from the release of Super Mario Brothers, the movie, so wow. I thought you'd get a kick out of that. Bob Hoskins in Japan. Yeah. This is very cool. I'm going to frame this. Yeah, I was gonna say you might you might want to frame it because it's vintage. Like everything in there was real. Like they're all real posters. Like from the time that they came out. So it was a really cool store. So I found found some cool shit there. That's freaking cool. Oh, and also, I'm still just kind of in shock about that CD. Uh. Oh, my amiibo fell down. I'll have to get them. Uh, and I, I guess I can't forget. I also bought myself a little Moogle cup right here. It says Moogle Moogle. This is actually I actually used this while we were in Japan. This was my milk cup. I drank I drank milk out of it because you know they we only had like little only had like little um, mugs and and a uh, glass glass is there glasses. Like two and I layers like, of printing. It no, it's no, just, it just seem that way when it, you're rotating. It. it just says Moogle all the way around Moogle oh, Moogle, okay. Moogle, and then it has one has a Moogle there. Yeah, th- this one was practical, but also, you know, I wanted to get some Moogle stuff, of course, as you would in a square store, because Moogles are great. I would have bought, uh, I-, I wanted, you know, I would have bought more Final Fantasy VI stuff, but it was like, the only thing I saw was there was like a terror, there was like a terror toy that was like $100, and I'm like, okay, no, <laughs> I can't afford that, yeah. but. Like a statue or something? Yeah, the- yeah, they had a room that was like filled with Final Fantasy statues, and there was like a crystal in the middle, and like it was, they're supposed to look like they're floating and all that, but they were all really expensive, and a lot of them were sold out too, so. But yeah, I ended up, yeah, I ended up getting this because I, I prefer to drink milk in plastic cups, don't ask me why, that's just something that's in my brain for some reason. And I, and this was my milk cup and I drank milk out of it. So I use it like every day, my Moogle cup and it made it back. This is the only thing that didn't fit in our suitcases on the way back. I ended up carrying it in the, in the case with the recorder that I took on. Wow. I took carry on. So. Glass. so yeah, this guy had to came back here. Here's another weird thing that I saw. So when I was at Nakano Broadway, I felt we found a place that was selling animation cells and uh, I asked him about like you know, and I was like, "Hey, do you have any Gundam ones?" And those were all like three hundred dollars or whatever. They weren't they weren't cheap, but I was kind of looking through their cheap box, 
And I found like kind of the most random, but kind of the most amazing thing to me ever. I found a Goemon animation Whoa. cell for $3 from Mystical Ninja. It's like so fucking random. And it came with a weird, it came with this guy on the back. I don't know who he is. I ended up, get, I ended up getting two for the price of one, but yeah, 300 yen, $3. Was it, did he have a, like, I, I imagine he had a cartoon. He must have, yeah. At some point. No, I just found it in a random, like, cheap sell box, pretty much, like, it, towards the front, and I was like, no way, so I bought it. That's awesome. But yeah, I got I got a going on here <laughs> from Mystical Ninja, so I thought that was a really cool, like, random-ass thing that I just happened to run into in, in, a, in the store. And who else? All right, the, I mean, these aren't really video game-related, but, yeah, no, they have games in Japan. So, when I was in Nakano Broadway, I went to a store called Robot Robot. That's a good place to find a whole bunch of action figures if you're into it. That's where I found that's where I found this rubber this rubber dude here. But I also got I also got some Gundam some Gundam toys. I got I got this purple Zeon robot, and then of course I got Gundam. I got these guys knocking a Broadway. They're they're pretty rad. I think they're like they're like five dollars five dollars each. I haven't opened them yet. I wanted to show them in the show, but I'll open them later. Uh, let's see. What else? Yeah, you have a lot of unopened figures you've showed so far. Yeah, I was kind of all saving all of them for here. Uh, I can open this box. We went to a place in Harajuku called uh, Toy Sapiens. It was a big toy store that just had a lot of really cool toys in it. I bought this uh, guy. I bought this Frankenstein toy because I thought it looked cool. This Frankenstein monster toy. That is cool. From there. It's like a, yeah. That box that. is cool, too. I bought that guy. And I also bought one of these... Um, Another another surprise box, one of these mystery boxes, uh, Universal Studios. So, we can open that and see what's in it. Creature from the Black Lagoon, Chibi. That would be awesome, actually, if it was that one. Oh, it's tiny. Oh wow, they're they're dinky. Oh, it's so it's the Invisible Man. That's who that is. That's Claude Rains right there. That's the guy who played that character. For anybody who doesn't know. The guy with the memoirs, yeah, <laughs> who was uh, played later by Chevy Chase in uh, in, in that movie. Uh, yeah, so so I ended up not buying uh, Dragon Quest Eleven on 3ds because I found out that 3ds is not backwards compatible, which I can't believe because every other Nintendo handheld has been or not backwards compatible, uh, region free. It's it's the only. I thought it was too. It isn't. It's not region free. Because I bought so the DS is, but not the 3DS. The DS is, the Game Boy is, the Switch is, but not the 3DS. The 3DS is the only one that isn't, which is so dumb. The Game Boy Advance wasn't either, was it? Was it not? I thought it was. I don't know. I guess I didn't buy any Japanese Game Boy Advance games, so I wouldn't know. I I ended up not finding. Uh, I I didn't find Rhythm Heaven, but you bought, but you got me the translated Rhythm Heaven, so it's fine. Oh, I wasn't that mad about you. it. It's. I think. I think it'll work. But I went, so I went to, there's these places called Book Off. They're all over Japan. They're basically like a you know, used book place. You can buy used games there as well, like used movies and stuff like that. They're really cool. And the, like, we went there like maybe the second day that I was there. And I bought Dragon Quest Monsters 2, which I believe only came out, this one only came out in Japan. I got it, for, I only got it for like $8, so I didn't really it's feel like that. the Pokemon style game, right? Yeah. So I didn't really feel that bad about it. And it's like totally 3D and all that. And of course, there's a golem on the back there. But I bought this and I took it home and, t- and it, you know, cause I brought my 3DS with me and I put it in and it didn't work. So but I would have to, I mean, I'm sure there's, I'm sure you can like hack it or get like a whatever, you know, to make it work. But 
I ended up not getting the 3DS one just because I couldn't play it offhand. And I mean, I, I wouldn't be able to play it anyway because of the Japanese, but I thought maybe I could. Do like, you have uh, your original 3DS? Like your OG one, or did you trade up? No, I, tra- I traded it for the new 3DS XL. Because my original one actually was kind of broken when I traded it, so it worked okay. well for me. Well, the the buttons weren't as responsive as they should be. So, but yeah, so did I you got, get a lot of street pass action when you're going around How about street passing. Did you try that out there? Uh, yeah, we did, but actually, there was I, I rarely saw any Nintendos in the wild, which kind of disappointed me. All you I saw, switches? I saw people playing uh, people on their cell phones all the time. I saw one Switch on the train, and I saw one Vita on the train, and that was it. Wow. But when but when I was in when we went to Tokyo Disneyland, there was a lot of 3ds's and switches there. But there were more kids there, I guess. I don't know. But so I did see a lot of switches and 3ds's at Disneyland. But I didn't bring my didn't bring my 3ds because I thought that I was gonna I don't know that I was gonna ride like Splash Mountain and maybe get wet or something, which I didn't because it was like a two and a half hour wait. But but yeah, I totally and I was gonna bring my 3ds to super to like Super Potato and Akihabara, but I totally forgot. So yeah. So well, actually, I think mostly Jess and I just street passed each other because we both had our 3ds's there. So that's pretty much what happened with that. But yeah, here's another. Oh yeah, here's another. Here's another poster thing that I got from the Square Store. It's just a little advertisement for they're gonna for a um, orchestrated Dragon Quest thing, Dragon Quest, or- Quest Orchestra concert. Oh, it's got the full. Yeah, and it's got like all the different dates and stuff, and like when you when you can go and all that, and all the different all the different games on it. This is what I got. I also got. I made I made a joke on it about it on Twitter, but I got a Final Fantasy VIII fan <laughs> from the Final Fantasy. They, they gave it to me for free, but I I was made a joke <laughs> that like Final Fantasy VIII doesn't have enough fans, so Square made their own fan for for the game. <laughs> and I and I like Final Fantasy VIII, so whatever. But yeah, I'm. I kind of like it. Yeah, I got distracted from it, but yeah, I might go back to it. Sure. But yeah, no, I got I got this. This guy was free. They handed they gave it to me with, and I ended up spending like over two hundred bucks at the Square Store. So they gave me a free fan. So so thanks, guys. <laughs> they were nice. They like taped everything together and all that. It was all like since it was like around October or around like Halloween, they kind of had everything made like all kind of spooky and all that. So there was a bunch of different decorations on it, like that type of thing. So it was cool. It's my uh, Final Fantasy VIII fan. Did you dress up in Tokyo? No, we didn't. We didn't dress up. We went to we went to Shibuya for Halloween, and that was probably the worst idea ever because Shibuya is already like incredibly crowded, and it was like way more crowded on Halloween. And uh, we basically kind of got like pushed across the scramble, and it sucked. So we ended up just leaving because it just feel like uh, what's the game? Which which what's one? That, what's that World RPG? Yeah, the world has a few. Well, I mean, there, I was like, which one are you talking about? Like, like just Tokyo Mirage Sessions takes place there. Persona Five does. World, John, the world ends with was... you. There's there's a lot of them that oh, take yeah. place in Shibuya. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of games that take place there because it's a popular area to go to. If you ever play Tokyo Mirage Sessions, that's pretty much where you're at. Is is that is in that scramble there? I own that game. Yeah, you do. So if you, if you tried it out, you could you could see that. Yeah, no, it was basically, we, we crossed the scramble, but it was like, it was so packed to where like, it's like I say, like if I'm at a show and it's like too packed, it's like if you jumped, like you'd never hit the ground. Like that's basically what it felt like. We were, we were felt so that like in a, yeah, slammed in together before. Yeah. It's, it was really, and I was trying to, I was trying to find that dog statue from, uh, 
from the world ends with you and many other things. And I found it, but it was covered by like hundreds of other people. So I couldn't really get that close to it, but okay. it was, it was a bad idea to go there at that time. I didn't realize like how ridiculously crowded it was going to be like right when we got there, there were two like cops, like carrying a girl in a stretcher, like out of there. She must've got crushed or suffocated or something like she she was passed out. So they were covering, carrying her out of like the millions and millions of people trying to cross the street. And everybody was fucking filming it too. I, I never wanted more than anything to smack everybody's phone out of their face because nobody was looking anywhere. They were all just like filming shit on their phone. It's like, it's like, we're in the middle of the street. You should like be walking and not like filming shit. Like, come on. <laughs> I, I thought there was like some event going on, but no, it wasn't. It was just people fucking crossing the street. It was so, so terrible. But, uh, let's see. I got some more stuff here. So I talked about that, the, the stickers, you know, that I showed you with the CD and all that. Here's some other ones that I got. We actually got, we got this one for free for them just for spending money. This little dude with the swords. I got this one. I got this one for me because they were doing a, they were doing collaboration stuff with Capcom. So, so I got this sticker, a Blanca. <laughs> That's when, cool. he, when he was defeated they also got this one's actually for conan that doesn't happen when you play me using blanca this one's actually for conan but i haven't given it to him yet but this i got this one of, of ryu destroying a car that's awesome. pretty cool and i also of course got got a snorlax because i like snorlax and yeah is it, that a reference to the time you and him were in a car that got destroyed uh, could be <laughs> <laughs> well i mean that one was on fire That's <laughs> i actually got this is for conan too i haven't i just haven't shown it to him yet but i got this for him at the same poster store it's this like picture of a uh, this cool like japanese terminator comic so i thought it was really rad because he's a huge terminator fan oh that's really cool yeah yeah it's really cool so it was from like terminator one it's like a japanese adapt adaptation of the uh, comic adaptation of it yeah they had they had some really badass posters in there I was trying. I was trying really hard to keep everything keep everything from getting folded on the way home. So I had a system where I kind of flattened everything out. Thankfully, thankfully it made it though. So uh, okay, so let's talk about Super Potato. So we went to um, we went to Akihabara. That's the big. That's basically the big like video game area of Tokyo. And we went to Super Potato, which is like probably like the most well known used retro game place there. And uh, I got some games while I was there. I got... So I got all of the Dragon Quests for Famicom. I got all of them right here. Whoa! <laughs> you bought all of them. Because they're so cheap. I mean, these you know, some of these games are like hundreds of dollars in America. Let's now see. that you have your, uh, your Blinking Light Win, though, you should be able to use the adapter <laughs> pretty easy. Oh, what, for Famicom games? You have to get an adapter, but there isn't a Famicom and an NES adapter. You can oh, okay. Buy. Yeah, no, I figured there was something I could get for either that or Jap or Super. But I, it, I kind of just got them just to got them, just to get them. Weirdly, weirdly enough, the most expensive one is one. It's Dragon Quest One. <laughs> this is the one that's. This one was eight dollars. Dragon Quest Two was six. Dragon Quest Four is four, and Dragon Quest that is weird that the first Quest one Three is six. Right? Yeah, so they were all like six or. Yeah, it was like a two, three, and four are six, and or no, two and three are, are six, and four is four, and one is eight. But yeah, here's here's all the little. Uh, so you got all of them for like thirty bucks? Yeah, no, uh, kind of more like twenty, I think. Yeah, yeah. Here's here's all the Dragon Quests for Famicom, just because they're so fucking expensive for American ones, and they're just like a. I was like, it's a fun collector's thing for me to get. 
Yeah, I have the uh, first Mario, Super Mario Brothers on, on Famicom. Nice. Uh, I can't play it, but I, yeah, I bought it at a convention just because it's cool. It's a cool thing to have, though. You know, like you uh, don't. It doesn't need to work. So I got. I don't have any Famicom games. Hmm. Well, that's the only Famicom game I have. If, I have several Super Famicom games. If you if you come to MGC, you can buy them for really cheap. People have them sell them for like nothing. So I bought some Super Famicom games, which I actually can play. And this being at Super Potato actually kind of reminded me of being at MGC for the first time. You know, where you just you kind of don't want, know what to do. There's all this shit all over the place, and you're just like, yeah. you kind of have no control of yourself, and you kind of just buy a bunch of shit and wonder why you did. It's kind of like <laughs> that was kind of like my whole experience in Japan. I think I feel like if we went there again, I'd, I'd be more focused on my purchases and probably buy less. You know, this time, but but I kind of just went through and grabbed stuff because you know I can play all of them. So. So I bought I bought this one just because you played it, Jeremy, and I thought it was cool. I bought Super Tetris Two Bombless with Bombless, from, yes, from Super from uh, Super Potato, just because. Hey, why not? And, it's uh, all in English, is it? Oh yeah, yeah. You played it. There's a video of it on YouTube. Check it out. I got this. I'm not sure what it is, but it looks like a Hudson Soft Kart game because it's got a dude driving on it. It was only like five dollars, so I'm like, oh, I'll play that game. See how it is. Why not? The two that I were actually that I was actually looking for are um these guys. I got a uh, Mystical Ninja two and three, the Super Nintendo games that didn't come out in America. I've actually played these on an emulator. They're really cool. So yeah, I got I got these guys. I also got Super Mario World for Super Famicom, and nice. I also got Super Mario All Stars for Super Famicom. So because I don't have those games because I sold them when I was out of money. So. Now I have them again, and I can play them. So yeah, and they're ne- all in playable. Sure. Yeah, and the Japanese ones, but they're you know you don't need to read to. I don't I don't know how. Don't you have all stars right? Don't you, Jeremy? For fam for yeah, Super Family it's Cow? fine. Like, it all- like in Mario Brothers three, like the in between scenes where you talk to the king. Like who cares? Mm, cool. Uh, what else? I I still got some more stuff here. This isn't this isn't even even all of it. This is just kind of stuff that I picked to show. So I got I bought the newest One Piece comic. I bought this at Seven Eleven, which is pretty cool. It's a Japanese manga. There, I thought it, I thought it was neat. It's it was, this is like the newest issue, and I also bought I also bought like a little poster of it from the One Piece store in uh, Tokyo Tower. So just because I was like, oh, this is the newest uh, newest one. So I did that, and also. I got this guy. I got a monkey, monkey de Luffy figure. I mean, this is a One Piece video game. Well, there's a bunch of them, so this counts. But I haven't opened him yet, so I'm going to open him right now. <laughs> oh, everything is taped. Everything taped. What's in that efficient packaging? There's some extra pieces over here. I thought there was only supposed to be one. Yeah. Well, I don't, they've never made it to the one piece, as far as I know. That's what they're looking for. There he is. There's, mo- there's Monkey right there. It's a pretty, pretty cool-looking figure. Mm-hmm. This is actually the cheapest one out of all of them, so that's why I got it. I mean, I liked, I really liked the Zoro one, but Zoro was like $50, and this one was 20 so... I went with the $20 one. Were they just like less cheap based on how much articulation or? Well, the, I mean, the, the Zora one was bigger, I guess. It, it was, it was more like, it was wider. 
because he had his like. They probably just like know what people want more and adjust the prices accordingly. He had his uh, three three sword stance. There's some little like rubber things on here in the bottom too. I don't know. I'm not sure what they're for. Maybe they're for the stand. But I don't want. I don't want to lose those guys. Let's see. Okay. All right, Luffy, you you go over here somewhere. I also bought. I also bought a one piece CD. <laughs> These are okay, apparently this is a song written by. A, I guess it's sung by the by the by the characters about an uh-huh. about an island that they went to. I haven't listened to it yet. I wanted to get the soundtrack because there's actually a three disc soundtrack that has all of the intros and outros of the show, but all of those are sold out. So I bought one of these. I bought one of these guys' island song, and this is the one that's like uh, this is when they went to Nami's island and and they fought the fish people, which was one of my favorite one of my favorite uh, story arcs. So I got this one. So it's all uh, the characters singing about that experience. I think so. Yeah, that's. I had to, I had to look it up on my on my phone while I was in there because I didn't know what it was. And yeah, that's what they say. It's like it's like the voice actor singing about that island. How so. did that work? <laughs> as far as like, did did you use a translation app that worked really well while you were there? I used Google Translate, but it didn't work as well as I th- hoped it would. Yeah. Sometimes it would say some real random shit that was not obviously not it. Actually, I ended up. <laughs> Because I was paying, I was paying for international minutes through Verizon, which was like ten dollars a day, and it kind of sucked. Like I didn't really have a very good signal. So that girl that we ran into at the bar, she had a portable Wi-Fi, which I didn't even know that existed. And so I just ordered one of those, and it was like five dollars a day. I paid for the whole thing at once, yep. and uh, they sent it right to my hotel, like the next, like the day after. Like, so you it was didn't so have, quick. You got that pretty early in your trip. The Wi-Fi, I think I got it about a weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I remember reading about or hearing about that like a couple months ago in someone's dr- Japanese travel video. Oh yeah, I about it. yeah, I, I had heard of it, but I no, no, I, yeah, I basically I just got online because we had a we had Wi-Fi at the hotel. I got online through my phone and I just ordered it, and they sent it to the hotel the next day, and then you just drop it in a post any any post box and you're good. And we just sent it at the end, you know, when we left the last day, we just put it in a in a mailbox and it went away, and that was yeah. that. So I think I think all I have left are my are my amiibo. Oh wait, actually, you know what? There is one other thing. I bought the Mega Drive Mini. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> there. You got it. Yeah, I bought it because it was actually kind of cheaper in uh, in Japan. I bought it at a lobby, L A B I. It's what it's called. It's a big like it's a big like multiple. It's basically an electronics store. It's and like Lobo, but with an I. Yeah, kind of, and it has like a. Yeah, lobby, lobby one, no, lobby one. Yeah, that's what it's called. And it's an electronic store with multiple floors. And there's a, you know, I went to the video game floor. And this is a Mega Drive Mini. This is the one that comes with one controller, but, but the controller that it comes with is the better controller, actually. The six six, six button. button one. Yeah, I don't know where I put the six button controller because I, I I took it to I took it to work and I ordered some. They actually have a, they have eight bit dough controllers now, so I ordered some of those the wireless ones. And those those are six six button as well, but as you can see on it, right there, it has it shows it shows the six button controller right there. Actually, I think I put it. It's on the wall somewhere. Have you played it yet? I did. Yeah, I pl- I mean I played it in Japan to make sure that it worked because the guy who sold it to me he told me two things that were lies about this. Number one, he told me that I could only play Japanese games. That's not right. And he also told me that I couldn't use it if I didn't buy the proprietary plug for it. The special Sega plug for the wall uh-huh. that you use with the USB. That wasn't true either. 
But yeah, no, you can wow. ba- you basically you can go into the menu and change the language, and then it's all in American. It's basically like using an American one. So there's actually really no difference aside from the six button controller. But this one only came with one controller, so it was cheaper. So I got this for like sixty something instead of like eighty, which is how much it was here. So that's why I got it there. And and also in the same place you can actually buy things tax free, if you have your um, if you show them your uh, passport, you can actually buy tax free stuff. So I was cool. actually I, I almost I was really close to buying Ring Fit Adventure, but they didn't have it, so I couldn't buy it. And I'm actually kind of oh glad. yeah, I saw that it was out like sold out in Japan. Yeah, it was because they were selling it for seventy bucks there, and uh, I and I was like oh, I thought about like getting it, and then I went to buy it, and they're like oh we don't have it, but. I'm kind of glad that I didn't get it because we ended up like barely having enough room for everything. So that would have been, I would have had to take that as a carry on as well. So that would have cost you more. Yep. Well, yeah, I mean, I would have, would have had to just carry it around. The thing. Here's the controller that it came with that the mini drive mega drive came with. It's a little, little six button guy, but yeah, no, I, I just, cool. me- I just messed around with it to make sure that it worked, you know, cause I wasn't sure, you know, because of different voltage and all that, but we had a, we had a converter that my mom gave me so we could, you know, plug in stuff. So I plugged it directly into like what would be an American plug, you know, and it worked. And yeah, I played, uh, I played the Tetris game that was on there. I played like the Puyo Puyo game. I played, uh, uh, weirdly enough, there's only one Sonic game on there. It's only Sonic two. That's the only game that's on there. That's so weird. I played uh, streets of rage two. you know, some of the other stuff. It's kind of more, I feel like a lot of it's more about like random rare stuff. You know, like there's that Mega Man game on there that's like that has the NES games, but they're like updated with Genesis graphics and stuff Wiley like Wars. that. Wily Wars, Wily Wars, yeah. It's cool though. It's a nice little piece of nice little piece of thing, and it has like 42 games on it. I think total was it how much it was? Yeah, so it's cool, and they're all in, they're all in the back here. Of course, I know like uh, was it Monster World Four is on there and Fantasy Star. I feel like they just I, I think there's only one game from each series. Like none of them have more than one on here so it's fantasy star four right yeah yeah it's the good one it's the best one and like shining force is on there also yeah, it's cool it's a nice little thing and i got it for cheaper in japan and i, I got some amiibo while i was there we'll open these guys and i think this is the last of i'm sure i forgot something but i could talk about it next week or something and i also have ten thousand yen still with me right here couldn't <laughs> couldn't, uh, couldn't exchange it that's like ten dollars. Could have bought me almost another amiibo. No, there at least w- another Super Famicom game. So, like, yeah, for sure. So the amiibo in the amiibo in America are not, or the amiibo in Japan, they're definitely not as sought of sought after as they are in America because they're everywhere and you can pretty much find all of them. So, so I got Young Link for Smash Brothers. That's probably that's one of the new ones. I also got Ken, which uh, which I wanted. I found both of these at uh, I think I found these at Labby at one of the Labbies. So were they like secondhand, or they were just the retail stuff that was just hanging out? No, they're these are from the store. They're they're not secondhand. And here's a uh, Pokemon trainer. Got him, which is pretty awesome. And I also got the Wind Waker Zelda, which Whoa, I which, cool. which I think they're only separate in Japan. I think they only come as a two in America. This this was from a used place, but. But it's new. It's twelve hundred. I mean, that's 12? that's how much they would be. You know, it's cheaper. But yeah, I can open all these guys, and then we can take a break and talk about everything else. See, I knew that would be like a, an hour, an hour's worth. 
Yeah, where you have them laying now, they're really low down, which is probably okay. But you'll definitely want to lift them up when you open them. Yeah, yeah. So here's a uh, here's Ken right here, which of course this is one I had to get. I also found like Isabel and all that at the same time, but I like. Is that them. handsome Ken or just regular Ken? <laughs> This is a uh, evil Ken. No, no, this is oh, evil. That, that's Ken. That's just regular Ken. But like how he's saying, like, come here, come here. You want some? There's Ken. The most American amiibo you could have gotten in Japan. Yeah. <laughs> and here's uh, there's Zelda, the Wind Waker Zelda. That's pretty cool. So she's also in um, Spirit Tracks, or not Spirit Tracks, Phantom Hourglass. And- Kind of in spirit tracks. She's in spirit tracks. Well, I mean, she's a ghost, but she's still in there. <laughs> yeah. That's a pretty cool one. She uh, also that one. She's the pirate. The pirate one. It's too. It's too bad they don't have the purr in her pirate form. That was that form was always cool. So, Young Link's the Ocarina Young Link or the Wind Waker Young Link. Uh, this is the Ocarina Young Link, I believe. Or not too many. Or, or I guess it could be it could be either. I mean, this is Smash Brothers Melee Young Link, not Toon Link. Toon Link had an amiibo already. Oh, that's from Ocarina, yeah. But I mean, this it could be it could be. He's Majora. got the Kokiri shield. Oh yeah, is the is the Kokiri not in Majora? I guess it isn't. But I, I like I like the Young Link. It's just was kind of making fun of me because I have so many Link amiibos. But here's another one. <laughs> it's I like the Young Link though. He's cool, and of course. My Pokemon trainer is finally complete now because I have Charizard and Ivysaur and, and, and Bulbasaur and all that. So, or uh, Squirtle, I mean. And now I have the trainer that can stand behind him and point at stuff. And it's, it's very topical because, you know, we're on the verge of a new Pokemon game coming out. So, there you go. So close. Yeah. So, there he is. I think that's, <laughs> that's all, of my, all of my stuff that I have. Oh, lots and lots. And that's not even all of it. I bought a whole bunch of magnets and shit, too, but I was I was going to bring all that in here. But, yeah, there's all my video game stuff. Let's see if there's some places that I wanted to talk about. Yeah, I, th- I think I covered most of it. Yes, uh, Sega Land, we went to the, these arcades. They're everywhere. Um, they're basically, I feel like they're half uh, UFO machines, which are basically, you know, claw machines. I played it for a while. They're basically, they're not the claw machines that you would think of. They're just, there's just one thing in there. It's just a claw and there's only one item. And you try to get that one item. And then I guess they'll take it apart and change it whenever. I never saw anybody win anything. So, I mean, that's pretty much. I played, I I played for a Kirby for a while for one of those like sleepy Kirby's. And I maybe spent like $6 on it and didn't get it. And, you know, gave up. That's that. And yeah, we we tried we tried for a Snorlax for a little bit, stuff like that. You know, tried for these little like Mario Mario bags. Weirdly enough, like Snoopy's really big in Japan. I thought that was weird. Like I'd never seen Snoopy around as much as when I was in Japan. A lot of claw wow. machines with Snoopy in there. Saw a lot of Marvel toys in the claw machines. A lot of One Piece toys, of course, in the claw machines. Um, stuff like that. Uh, Jess and I we played Mario Kart three. We played the Mario Kart, the new Mario Kart there. At one of the Sega places, so that was cool. We also played the Luigi's Mansion arcade, the light gun game. That was that was. Oh, fun. you finally got to play that. Yeah, we we played it. It seemed a, uh, I mean, it's an arcade game, so there's like some real cheap deaths in there, which I thought was kind of annoying. Like it's kind of hard to like 
get, attack all of the ghosts at once. So like other ones will be attacking you while you're trying to suck one up and, and all that. But it's on rails, right? Yeah, it's on rails. It's like a light gun game. Oh, we also, yeah, speaking of light gun games, we played, we played the newest, um, House of the Dead on, on the, like one of those that you can sit in and it like breathes on you and all that. It's got like the air that blows mm-hmm. at you at different parts. It's supposed to like, you know, immerse you. Like sometimes it's warm, like fire or whatever. We, we sat down and played that for a while. Um, I played VR for the first time. I played some, I mean, aside from like the Labo VR. I was wondering what that was. I, I played like this really shitty fucking tower game. Like it sucked. It was not a good game. Like really, after like the first round, I was done with it. But I had to play a second round. So how are the so whatever? So the visuals weren't turning you on. It was just dumb. It was a dumb game, and I wasn't good at it. And I was like, yeah, this tower game. game sucks. Like, what do you do? Well, you're like, so you like stand on a tower, and there's like, you're supposed to hide behind the tower thing in the middle, I guess. And you're, and it's like you versus another like robot thing that's on another another tower, and you can like point the gun at other towers, and like you fling it back like this and it like transports you was it called tower tag i don't know it was called stupid game is what it was called <laughs> no did you was, feel so you feel defensive would you say it was a tower defense game it, it might no <laughs> it, it might have been called tower tag i don't know it wasn't very fun though and i, I didn't think it, i don't think it was very good and it, yeah it, it was one With of all those, the hoopla to like get the equipment on and stuff i'm sure and then whatever you had to pay for it that sucks it wasn't a fun game. Well, it was basically what happened was is I wanted to play they had this horror VR that looked really cool and I wanted to play that. But they told me that I couldn't use it because I was like too fat to sit on the chair, so I ended up doing the dumb tower tower tag one. Oh, that's bullshit. Because they were like cause they were like, Oh no, we we think the chair might break if you sit on it. And I'm like, Okay, well I'm already here and I'm already like paying for one, so I'll just do this other one. But it ended up being really dumb. There was we went to a Capcom arcade and they had a Resident Evil one that was kind of like that where you could walk around, and I should have tried that one because that one looked looked cooler. And there was a big like statue of the tyrant, like Heart Boy and all that there. So, so yeah, that was there. But yeah, it was, I saw Heart Boy. I saw yeah. the picture you posted. Yeah, you saw you saw the Heart Boy at Sega Land. Uh, Jess and I played this really cool rhythm game called My My M M A I M A I, and it's like a circle with a touch screen in the middle and there's a bunch of different buttons that you press and you like swipe in the middle. And that game mm-hmm. was really fun to play. And it was like, we, we did a, like I did a round, I did like, I did four songs by myself and then Jess did four songs by herself. And then we did like a versus mode of like four songs and we were playing and, and we were like playing and we're like, yeah, we're, th- we're pretty good. And then this guy, this guy like starts playing next to us and he has gloves and he's like, he's like, and he's like going like super <laughs> crazy with it and all that. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah! So took, is it like I took a video uh, of him? Yeah. It's super intuitive, but obviously, from what you're saying, there's a lot of skill to it if you want to play the higher levels or some shit. Yeah, I mean, we were playing like level six. I thought that was pretty high. <laughs> you know, I thought. I mean, I thought I was doing pretty good. You know, it's like it's like the first time you play like Guitar Hero or something. You know, and you're starting to feel the rhythm and all that. And when it actually starts to make sense, yeah. you like feel the click. Yeah, but uh, Jess kicked my ass when we did when we did a uh, one verse one. Like she beat me. I think I won one song. But yeah, and I played a lot of uh, I played a lot of Taiko Drum Master also because that's still there. And we watched uh, while we were on the while we were on the plane, you can the the flight that we took, you can watch movies now, you know, from one to another, and it's like you get like hundreds of free movies. And on the way back, we watched Lost in Translation, and it was like, uh, they, and they like go walking through the arcade, and it looks the same as it does now. Like they had the Taiko Drum Master in there, and all that, and all the rhythm games. 
Except you feel you, different about that movie now that you've been. Except for now you can't smoke cigarettes in, in the arcade like they did in that movie. Now there's smoking areas. There's like specific rooms that you go into smoking. But you no, know, and I, I played this, I played this piano game called Nostalgia. <laughs> it's basically called Nostalgia and it's a, it's basically a rhythm game with a piano and you, and you play, you play along with songs. I did okay at that. And there, there's also a drum, like a full plastic drum set that you can play. I tried to play that, but I sucked at it because I couldn't. I couldn't figure out which drum was what, like what color was each drum, you know, and I wasn't quick enough at it that I kept failing. So, and they they give you like you get a you get like three songs, like three or four songs per credit, per like one dollar credit. So, and I realized that every arcade game has a tutorial in it. If you don't have if you don't have a card, like you can get these cards where you can scan the arcade games and it'll like, you know, keep your name and like you can level up and stuff like that. But I didn't have any of those. So whenever I started, it, you have to sit through a tutorial every time. Like even when we were playing the rhythm game, we did it again. And they still made us watch the new, the tutorial on how to play. And every game I played did that. I played this really cool, like mech flying thing. And like half of it was tutorial. And then it was like one level and then I got to play by myself. And <laughs> it's like game over here, put another coin in. So, yeah. And, uh, we, and we found this area. This was kind of like a horror story for Jess, but, uh, we, so there's like simulated gambling in these, in these Sega land places. Where like basically you put a you put a quarter in this machine and you can win these little like Sega Land coins, which really don't which actually don't do anything. They're just uh, they're 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 basically I was I was trying to talk to one of the guys who work there and all the people who work there they go out of their way to help you out you know like we were actually doing Google Translate back and forth you know like writing stuff and all that and I was just basically trying to ask him I'm like hey what's the point of winning these Sega coins? Like, what do you do with them? I'm like, can you, I'm like, can you get prizes and stuff? And then he told me it's no, it's just for, it's just for fun. It's just for amusement. It's basically simulated gambling. Like you win, like you play like a slot machine or one of those like uh pushing machines, you know, with the, with the bulldozers where you put a coin in and it like, you get in the Knocks right spot the and stuff falls out. Or yeah. But the, but the coins don't do anything. You can, you can like deposit it in an account and you can get a VIP card, and you can use them to play other gambling games, but that's it. Like, you can't – it's not like Showbiz where you can, like, trade them in for, like, a fake mustache or something like that. It's just it's just these coins. And uh, Jess was playing this game. So it's like non-alcoholic yeah. beer, but gambling. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, it's simulated gambling, gambling, and it's like – and Jess was playing this game, and it kept, like, giving her more credits, and she kept winning coins – and this lady, this old lady who was like re- obviously retired, and I think she hangs out there like every day. Like we actually we saw her there the last day that we went there when I wanted to go to Sega Land again. But um, but yeah, she was like Jess's cheerleader. She was like cheering her on and like showing her how to play the game. And I was like, yeah, we're doing really good. So I got like a bucket and put all the coins in there. And then I'm like, and then I started asking that guy like, what do they do? What do the coins do? And he's like, you know, they they're they're just for fun. They don't do anything. So we ended up giving we ended up giving our bucket of coins to this older lady who was like, you know, helping us out or whatever. And she like it she like insisted that we like that we let her like buy her buy like let her buy us a drink or something like that for giving her these coins and we're like no. We're like no, we we just don't we don't want them. We don't know what they do and and we don't we don't see the purpose of them. So just take them, please. And it was kind of awkward and yeah, and, and ever since we, whenever we went to an arcade, I was told just that she to stay will stay away from the gambling area, the the uh, to to the point that we didn't even go to. Uh, we ended up not doing. I wonder if it is like a legitimately like supposed to help people that are addicted to like break free from it because it just gives you the 
the satisfaction of the jackpot, but there's no real payout. Well, from what I heard, gambling is pretty illegal in Japan. So, like, the way they get around it in Pachinko is basically you win balls. You win these balls. And then right. there's a store that you have to go to another store and you can trade in the balls for prizes. Right. And that's how – because it's because if, if it's in the same store, then it's gambling. So, like, if It's just had, like in yeah. Peoria where you can have a – you can have a, a casino, but it has to be on the river. It's just like getting around the laws did in a really clever way. Did you guys go to the riverboat? <laughs> I've never been to the riverboat, but no. that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, we had a the first time I ever had a lobster. The first time I ever had lobster when I was a kid was that was the riverboat, not on the water, but like at the restaurant connected to the riverboat. Because my mom won free free lobster from Bradley one year, but. Yeah, the riverboat casino is pretty hilarious. I never went on it, but I heard I heard rumor. I heard, but what you're telling stories. me reminds me of that. Yeah, like just like do something ridiculous to get around the rules. And it's like, well, it's on the river. It's not on the land. Yeah, so it's not the same laws, but it's really just like attached to the land, but it's floating on the river. But yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, Japan. It's a great place, and I. It's it's been I'm sure you've got plenty more to say about it. You're just. Yeah. Kind of trying to focus on the game stuff right now. Yeah, it's been, uh, I mean, it's been kind of rough for us to try to, like, you know, get used to, like, the new time zone and, like, traveling back and all that. It's, like, I know they, they say it, like, takes longer to, like, adjust, like, after you've left vacation and all that, so. And I missed, and I missed the place. Like, the subway was incredibly efficient. Like, every, everywhere had a, everywhere had an elevator. Everywhere had a, had a bathroom. The bathrooms were super clean. They all had bidets and heated seats and all that. It's a fantastic, incredible food. You know, we had a, had way too much sushi and ramen and all that other fun stuff. But yeah, I mean that's I think that's all I got to say right now about Japan. I might say more as we go, but I'll probably have more questions as I hang out and think about them and yeah. ruminate over them in the next few weeks. But yeah, if you want to take a break, we can come back and talk about the games we've been playing over the past three weeks. Sounds good to me. All right, cool. In this mess of stuff here. What's up, Nintendo Maniacs? Are you a big fan of Nintendo Main? Would you like to hear more episodes? Well, hey, if you go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and pledge $1 a month, that's $12 a year, even less than the Nintendo's own online service, you can hear extra shows from us. You can hear our live shows. You can hear our expansion pack episodes, which we do once a month. And right now, you can hear our Tony Hawk episode with four previous ones before that, from Game Boy to games that are popular that we don't like, and other things like that. We'll do one a month behind a paywall that only patrons can get. So get in there and listen to our expansion pack episodes. You can also hear our sister show, Drug Monday, and Nintendo Main on one feed without commercials and at a higher bit rate. Check it out right now. Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast.
yeah, let's let's do what we do every week in the second half this time. But let's do what we do every week and talk about the games we've been playing. I feel like I've been talking a lot. So when do you guys talk before me? Well, I'll go first because I don't have that much to report. But so I played uh, Tetris ninety nine, as I said in my opening quote. You you played uh, you played right. with me. They did fix it again. Yeah, I played with you because yeah. actually Trey and Jess they came over to my place um, as a waypoint, both on the way over to. Japan and on the way back because I'm in I'm in LA, um, and so since they had some layover time, we were hanging out for a bit, and we played uh, Tetris 99 among other games, and actually because of that tray, I got back hooked into Tetris 99 again. So you are right; they did fix it. And yeah, I had to go. I had there, to go. There all been a couple the- of errand <laughs> drops here and there, but for the most part, they fixed it. I had to go all the way to your house to prove to you that. <laughs> they changed it to where you where it doesn't automatically drop anymore. No, That's but right. we we played the we played the two player mode. We played like the two player split screen, which I had never done before. So, mm-hmm. so that was fun. We played like two players versus uh, computers, which is that's part of the big block DLC, the ten dollar one, which is totally worth it. But which I yeah. still haven't paid for, but I'm thinking about it. It's it's worth it. I mean, if you want to play, if you want more Tetris, you know, and and thanks to that, I was able to play Tetris on the plane <laughs> because you can play just regular. Never-ending Tetris, you know, if if you want to on that. I did end up getting the Luigi's Mansion skin, so I won that. And then also, Trey and I played Luigi's Mansion three. Um, oh yeah, co-op we did when he was here too. Yeah, we played. That was a lot of fun. Uh, we played co-op online, like with other people. Which I don't know if you've tried mm-hmm. out the online at all, Jeremy, but it's pretty cool. No, like are you talking about the like separate from the main mission, like the? Yeah, there's. I forgot that. The, I forgot that there was online. That there's online multiplayer in that game. Like aside from the story mode, I haven't played any two player in that yet. It's like there's a yeah there's an multiplayer I should say yeah there there's an online multiplayer that you can do where like you can do like two couch versus other people you know where one person controls Luigi and one person controls Luigi it works the same way that the single player would but but online but yeah it's like we're you know you go like floor to floor and like uh, whoever catches the most. You're like playing for points. We actually didn't make it all the way through because I didn't know how many floors they had it set to, and we made it through like six floors and that kind it's of like thing. Like a Tower a of time. Terror? What, what do they call it? Not Tower of Terror. Kind but. of, I guess. I think it's basically what was available in the Dark Moon, uh, in the Luigi's Dark Moon on 3DS, except you needed to have a bunch of friends who had that game and extra 3DSs, so I never played it. But this one's fully online, and you can actually. And there were people on there. You know, we didn't have, we didn't wait very long to get connected, so we totally did some cool. co-op, co-op on that, and that was cool. It's it's probably yeah. something that I would return to. You know, well, as you'll as you'll find out, I'm not really deep into that game yet, but I do own it. Yeah, and then um, some other stuff. Well, the only thing that I got, I got this Game Boy T-shirt. This is pretty cool, I think. Well, that is cool. It looks like almost like a schematic or something of the Game Boy. Uh huh. And this is from Target, so if you want one, 13 bucks at Target, which, again, I'm pretty impressed by some of the shirts that they have there, the Nintendo shirts. Um, yeah, and the other thing that I did of note was I finished reading Console Wars, um, and I loved that book. I thought that book was amazing. It was, was it really a big book? Yeah, um, I read it on my phone, so on the digital version, but I... I understand that the the book the physical book is about 550 pages or so oh my goodness yeah so it's a a a hefty book and i took a little break you know i it it took me long to read that because it is a long book but i did take a break in between 
Um, and I finally finished it up with all these different plane rides that I'm doing. So yeah, I can't recommend that book enough. Uh, I've heard some criticism about it. The way you can't that it's recommend told. it. I, I can't recommend it enough. I think it's oh, great. Okay. Yeah, I, I really loved it. it. I thought it's like the way he wrote it was almost like a you are there, and you know he he fabricated uh, you know dialogue between the 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 people in the book, the characters. Um, but he was forward about that at the beginning. He said, "Hey, this is not meant to be a totally." accurate account i'm gonna i'm gonna make up some of the dialogue it's it's true to the spirit of what was told to me through the 200 interviews that i did he did interviews with over 200 people for, for the book mm. so i trust that it's pretty accurate um he just told it in a very entertaining way and it's almost like you know they're doing the, the tv series they're gonna do like limited so it's like a, TV series. A historical argument like how does it work um it's like well basically it, it starts with it starts and ends with tom kolinsky of sega it's it's if it's anyone's story it's his story how he came into to sega from mattel um at a time when sega was just like nothing i think they had like maybe five percent or ten percent of the market something like that and it's about how he and his crew built up this sega of america from next to nothing with little support from sega of japan and they took on nintendo and they carved out a significant stake for themselves and if anything if there's any sort of antagonist in the book it's it's kind of nintendo but really it's it's sega of japan um i recommend it not only as a fan of video games but if you are into like uh business docu documentation at all like if you are someone who's trying to learn how to operate a business, this is a really good resource, I think, for what to do and what not to do. Um, Sega of America, they were doing it right by this account. They were, you know, they started with, with next to nothing. They built something. But Sega of Japan, for whatever reason, was just stuck in their ways and wasn't paying attention to the success that Sega of America was having. And, and from that, they ended up where they're at today. But yeah, go read that book. It's it's really good. In fact, I liked it so much that when I looked it up online afterward, I was looking up some interviews with the guy who wrote it, and he made mention of the book uh, Game Over. He said that he essentially envisioned this book as a sequel to Game Over, because Game Over sort of, as he said, I haven't finished reading that one yet, he says um, that it kind of was like a almost like it skipped over something, is what he felt. And he wanted to fill in the blanks on that. Or rather that it ended, that Game Over ended just as this story would have began. So he wanted to do the sequel. And I think I mean, he I know that I know that book's been up, updated, but it was written, a, what, 2001 or 2002? It was written a long... Didn't, didn't you read that book, Jeremy? I'm pretty sure yeah, you had that. Yeah, uh, Megan gave it to me yeah. as a gift. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't have like Mario... Doesn't it have like Mario flying on it or something? Like from Mario 64? It's just like kind of Mario like standing there. It's like a sort of like uh, isometric view of Mario standing. Oh, okay. It's, uh, so there's... It was early 2000s. I want to say 2002 or 2003 at the latest. Well, because of console wars, I went back and I bought uh, Game Over. By David Chef, right? By David Chef, yeah. yeah. And there's a couple different editions. So the first edition was 1993. Um, oh, wow. And I think oh, that's shit. the one that I got. But um, there's another edition that has the image of from Super Mario 64 of Mario flying. Yeah, that's the one that I was thinking that of. That is that is the one I had. Yeah. Yeah, that's the picture that I that I remember seeing on it. Right. And it says, you know, with with new new chapters added and all that. So, um I really recommend 
console wars and so far so far i enjoy game over as well but yeah definitely check that out i had no idea that was so old 90s 93 yeah. right yeah. yeah i mean i probably could just look at my copy wherever it is it's packed away but and it's interesting to read that one too because that one is told not in a historical perspective it's told in the present t- present tense yeah like there are parts where he's talking about how you know why nintendo like is succeeding and he interviews people and they're speaking as if it's almost like a, a newspaper article it's written like yeah, right then i think that's maybe why like i told you i felt like it kind of mm-hmm. went down a lot of rabbit holes in that regard mm-hmm. so like the focus wasn't always there like and i kind of got like lost sometimes i'd be reading for a while and be like oh wait what did i like because it's conversational but uh i did definitely like really like it and it gave me a, a much more solid perspective on like you know as a kid i never really thought about like the people that were behind doing all this stuff so like just even hearing about the, the familial relationship between like yamauchi and uh what was his name arakawa. So, yeah arakawa like just like at that level just being like yamauchi like i've heard a little bit about him but just like that was where I really had the picture painted of like the president of Nintendo as this imposing figure who like yeah. even now like over a decade. Long shadow. No, he still does. It's not been a, quite a decade, but what he died a couple years before. Mm-hmm. He died before oh, what, before like, the Wii U, two, I think. Two or three years. Yamauchi. Yeah, I felt like he died around the GameCube time. I mean, that's yeah. well, at least that's when Iwata. It was later up. than that. Yeah, it was before Iwata, but it was it was after the Wii. I think the Wii was his last console. Well, I, Iwata like became the president in the GameCube. Right, game, he though. retired, but yeah. he hadn't died yet. Oh, okay, he was still like an advisory figure uh-huh. or something until he died. Yeah, yeah. And just speaking on the on the personal aspects, there was one more on console wars that kind of really drove it home for me. I, that's exactly why I like console wars so much because I got to see the people behind the success of Sega and behind the success of Nintendo and all the sacrifices that they made. And one of the stories that stands out the most to me was at Sega, you know, they worked so hard to, to carve out their slice of the pie. And there was one woman there who she became pregnant and she sort of went through the issue of, you know, do I continue working? Do I, you know, do I tell the people, do I, because I might quit, I might lose my job. You know, it was a different era at that time. And um, there was more risk of a woman losing her job because she was pregnant even than there is today. And she decided to keep working because she had not only because she, she feared losing her job, but because she felt like a team player. It was with Sega, they scrappy upstart uh, group. She wanted to be on the team. Right. So she worked through her pregnancy and she was pregnant with, triplets and she lost all three of them and mm-hmm. after she lost all three of her triplets she started to really wonder it was what's something that i did was it because i worked through the pregnancy and was it worth it this success that we've had with sega and that was just like such a devastating moment in the book uh, that really sort of put it all into perspective for me like you know was the, that panzer dragoon saga that, that you worked on well, Panzer Panzer Dragoon was what Saturn, Sega Saturn. So I, just, probably before I just remember that. there being like, yeah, like it was like one of the stories about one of those games about like a couple of people died while it was being made, like all the development team. No, I don't think it was around then. I think 
Yeah, no, it, it was it was later in the Genesis era, I think it was. Okay, so it was pre Saturn. Yeah, and she just like you know when 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 that story came around, it was sort of sort of toward the end of the book as things are winding down. But it's just like it just put everything into perspective and like who made what sacrifices to make the company the success that it was at the time. Yeah. Personal stories really made me think also about how, how was I as a 12 year old who decided to buy a Genesis? How was I convinced to buy the Genesis? And how did this team come together to make that change in my life? You know, not subtle change in my life, but you know, I was affected by it. It was interesting to see that maybe I didn't make the choice so much as it was presented to me. But that, that choice, influenced. yeah. That there was like this real human cost in that, mm-hmm. and the your fact that you were a Genesis kid. Oh, that's deep, man. Mm-hmm. That's deep yeah. stuff. Not trying to sound generic, but that is really deep. Like, do you feel like we don't we don't see the human cost? That's more. Well, I mean, you know, in pop culture, especially, which I'm glad it's in pop culture. And when mm-hmm. I say that, I mean like Twitter and all that. But like, it's definitely a thing now where like you don't want the developers to overwork their employees so like now it's like it's okay if a game gets delayed because people can like rest or whatever like that's a good thing like yeah it's it's weird that that's a thing in some ways because it was a thing we never considered as kids but that's a human element of game design and it's a product that we enjoy and it there's a huge human element behind it mm-hmm. i mean it's totally a human element that produces that do you, do you feel more connected to uh sega from reading that john like uh yeah i would say so for sure yeah you know at the time i got the genesis i can remember because well none of my friends had they had super nintendo so i wanted to i wanted to get it you know to be to have to complete our library among the friends and also a lot of it was the marketing like the activator was a big reason that i got it <laughs> and there's a bit in there about the activator about the <laughs> made this controller and you know about all the wacky things that Sega did. I wanted to get a Sega seat. I didn't, didn't end up getting one, but that was another reason that I got it. And just to see the development behind all those different peripherals and weird things that Sega came up with, how adventurous they were at the time, like that all played into it for me, the promise of, of what was going to be delivered with the Genesis, the Sega channel. I wanted to get the Sega channel. There was a whole bit on, on there about how the Sega channel came to be. It was just so fascinating to see, all the details behind how Sega became what they became. And yeah, it did make me feel a little bit more like, okay, cool. Uh, yeah. I'm uh, a little bit prouder of my Sega side. Nice. Yeah. Uh, now, now you uh, can be more proud. Mm-hmm. The console your... wars. So you recommend it. Highly recommend it. Be more proud of your Sega, of your Sega-ness. Mm-hmm. Feel like you're more a part of the team. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Yeah. That's it for me. Oh, and by the way, it ends on the 64th chapter. I thought that was clever. <laughs> The console wars does. It does, yeah. Mm. I guess it was. Was it? It wasn't written before the. I guess it wouldn't have. I don't know what the timeline on that. When was that written? That 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 book. That was written just a couple years ago. Oh, okay. Maybe four yeah. years ago. Okay. Do you want to talk about uh, your stuff, Jeremy? Go for it. Yeah, sure. Uh, so, a lot to talk about. It's been a few weeks. Played a lot of games. Been like three weeks. a few. Mostly just played a few. A lot. Especially Dragon Quest XI, which I have beaten. I have beaten that game. So da, 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 was, da, 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 da. It's official. <laughs> I beat it. That's why I said at the, t- at the opening, uh, the age was elusive, but the echoes led me to it. Now, uh, 
No, I was I was told online that there's more after the credits. That there that, is that you need to, that you need to wait, and there's like a good another fifty hours after the credits. So yeah, I want to say that. So I beat the main campaign. I want to be clear about that because I think there's DLC and everything like how this originally worked out. Um, we got it all at once. But I was about seventy five hours, and I was at level forty seven when I beat the the big bad in the main campaign. So actually wasn't too hard once I went back and realized I'd been playing kind of lazily and hadn't done my skill trees on everybody as well as I should have. And Mm. just like, you know, I had a bunch of money in the bank, so I just bought the good equipment and didn't really have to grind much. I actually like knew what to do and use the buffs as Trey told me. Yeah. Uh, Gotta so use those buffs. It wasn't so, it wasn't so bad beating that main campaign. Like I said, it took me about seventy five hours, but I took my sweet time and definitely didn't play incredibly intelligently. Like you know, I grinded a bunch when I probably could have just bought better stuff. But needless to say, I beat it. And yes, there is post credit stuff. I don't want to ruin it, but I will say it's kind of like a new game plus. And I'm not ruining anything by saying that mm. because you would expect that anyway from this game. So from anything made by square Enix, there's like going to be a new game plus from what I've gathered, but you, you don't have to start over again. So is that what you're saying? No. Cause I, I will say that. Cause I know there's like supposed to be in, in there's supposed to be additional stories for each character that's only in the switch version. I don't know where that is or if you already did that. That I don't know about. Um, I didn't really do much of the side quests and I didn't really like, like I said, I, I played in a sort of like, I don't know, I just kind of wandered around and then like took care, took care of the main quests as I could. But mostly I just, you know, took advantage of my chance to grind a bunch because I love that. And uh, I did that for the most part. Did you did you do all the talk, the tackle stuff? Did you no, know the, I've, yeah. I've not beaten a single tackle mission. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I mean, I've got a lot of stuff left to do. <laughs> yeah, I, I beat a couple. I think I beat like two or three. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I've I've been meaning to get back to that game, but I didn't really get to play a whole lot in Japan because we had no, we had no seats in our in our Airbnb, like no chairs aside from the bed, and also like the plane was incredibly uncomfortable, so it was kind of hard to play games on the on the plane ride. Even though I thought I was like I'll play for like ten hours, but it was a little. I mean, that's basically mostly what I've played since you left for Japan or since we recorded last episode. So I've had a lot of time to focus on it. And uh, you guys know, I mean, I mention it all the time and I've already even said it, but I like to grind. So I spent a lot of time doing that. But uh, for the most part, I beat the game a few days ago and then I, and I'm working on the extra content now and I'm actually at not an impasse, but it's something I'm going to have to put some time into. So I'm actually up to over 80 hours now. Yeah. And uh some of that still level 47. Some some of those uh I don't know some of the past ones that I've played, like I think like uh Dragon Quest 7 especially, like the post credit stuff, like it really ramped up like a lot. <laughs> like everything got all of a sudden really fucking hard. Like after I beat the main boss and tried to carry on and do the post game stuff. Like all all the bad guys, their levels like skyrocketed, like right after. I don't, okay, I don't know if they, so I don't know if they do that for this stuff game. Been a thing for a while in Dragon Quest. In in some of the ones that I've done, yeah, the post game stuff has got where they like 
pretty much expect you to grind because I really like. There's not yeah. like post game and Chrono Trigger, you know. There's not post game and Final Fantasy VI. So. Yeah. Well, in all of the all the like, well, I guess not really like Dragon Quest one, two, and three, but all the ones that I played on the DS and 3DS, they all had post game stuff. So like after you beat the boss, you could go do like you could at least do like another dungeon or you could go do more stuff. But some of it was just like was just like way too hard. Like I like seven, I, pl- I played over a hundred hours on that, and I really like seven a lot. But the post the post game stuff was like just too much. It just I would have had to grind a whole bunch, and, and I'm the opposite. I don't like grinding, so so I, I just didn't want to do that. So I kind of just put it down. But but yeah, right after that, it like really the the difficulty spiked a lot. So one thing I wanted to like definitely mention before I didn't say it is that uh it does not the switch does not allow you to take any screenshots or like capture any video at the end of the game like oh wow that's so when i was that's why i definitely feel like i beat the game because i know there's post game but this is the stuff they were hiding from you and uh it also gave me credits and said game over so or you know the end oh sure yeah yeah. so i've I've officially beat it in the sense that i've rolled the credits yeah uh, from what I hear, the the only true ending though is finishing all of the post credits because that's what you get. The, which I'm great. I, I'm, yeah. I'm super into that. Like mm-hmm. I'm gonna do that, and I already have been. I've already put, like I said, over five hours into that part. So I'm in the post game now, and I'm loving it. And uh, I'm just gonna keep playing this game until I feel satisfied that I've done enough in it. And so far, there's still more I want to do. Um, I'm basically ready to preload Pokemon though. I'm going to do that tomorrow, at, which will be already done by the time this posts. But yeah, I guess I'll probably do Shield because what Trey's doing Sword, right? I went, I went for Sword. Yeah, I, I went ahead and preloaded Sword, so I have. So it should on I there. should I do Shield that way? Between the two of us, we can have all the Pokemon. Sure. I mean, it really. Yeah, go for it. It really doesn't matter that much because. But you then can... I won't be able to get Leak Boy. Is is Leak Boy only in Sword? Uh, Sir yeah. Fetched. Uh-huh. I mean, I can I can trade him to you if you want him. If, as long as I know, I can get Leak Boy. I mean, I'll just trade him to you. But also, you don't necessarily need to get it from me because you know there's an online trading service that's been I don't on know there. How any of that works? It's been there since uh, Black. It's actually really easy and really cool. That's actually what brought me back into Pokemon, and that's why I love Pokemon Black so much. Is because of uh, that. No, it's it's basically kind of like. I don't know, it's sort of like Craigslist. You basically, like, you leave your Pokemon there, and you say what Pokemon you want for it, and it's just, and if some and somebody finds it, and they leave their Pokemon there, and you just check back, and if it's been traded, you'll get the traded one. That's basically how it works. So you don't really need to, like, be online all the time to trade. You just put your guy up, and you say, like, what, what, which, what you want, what Pokemon you want, like, what sex of it you want, like, what, like, what level, like, that type of thing. And it'll just sit there and wait for somebody to trade. And I think it'll send you a message when it gets traded. And then you, yeah, and that's how you do it. And you can also go and look and say, like, oh, I want this Pokemon. So you go look at all the ones that people have put up, and you can see, like, what they want for it. And maybe you have that, and maybe you want to trade it, and boom, that's how you get it. I don't know. Now, I don't know if they, nobody's mentioned Wonder, if Wonder Trade is in this or not, but Wonder Trade was one of my favorite things from the previous one. And Wonder Trade was basically where you throw a random Pokemon into the internet and you get another one, another random Pokemon from the internet. So oh, it's okay. totally random, but it's fun. And I actually ended up getting a so lot probably of... probably lots of Rattatas and stuff would show up. 
I actually got some really good ones. I got, I got a whole bunch of like starters, like baby starters that people had made. Cause you know, you can, you can mate like ditto with starters to get extra ones. And I, and I got like, I, got, I don't know all this. I got this like, it's going to be my first mainline Pokemon game I'm going to play to completion. It looks really good. Actually, I watched the review of it today from IGN. I think it looks nice. I, I'm really tired of all the hate about the trees, man. Leave it alone. There's <laughs> hate about the trees. Yeah, I, I read, I read a, I read a Nadia's review of it also in US Gamer, and she makes a joke about that. She's like, I don't know why everybody's so so obsessed with the trees in this game. It's like, oh my god. Like, yeah, just try to stay away from Twitter. I just did it just out of curiosity. I, I looked up a uh, Game Freak Game Freak Lies on Twitter, like hashtag Game Game Freak Lies. Don't do it. Don't do it. Oh my god. And there's just like so much dumb shit. It's like this is like worse than like the last Jedi hate, and I thought that was really dumb. But like it's like wow, like this sucks because there's yeah. you know, real people that put their heart and soul into this game that are well, I guess that was the same in that movie, but Yeah, well there's like there's people like just the I guess the tree thing is is that people are ranting that the trees don't look as good as they do in Breath of the Wild. It's like Pokemon has never been about graphics ever. None of them have been about graphics. None of. Or them. has it been about trees? No, but I mean, yeah, like they've never been. They've never been about good, about Pokemon. like, like none of them have ever been like astounding graphically. It's always it's always been about systems and collecting monsters and all that. So yeah, the first game was like at the you know the Game Boy should have been dead like years before that game came out. Yeah, it, it like basically. Kept Based the on Game the Boy laws going. of normal yeah. technology, yeah. and like, uh, here we go, Pokemon shows up, and like, everything pretty much looks the same on the overworld, and then yeah, the the characters might, the sprites are different in the actual battle, but but they don't even that don't was move. like they yeah. were still super basic. I mean, they, I mean, they just started having, I mean, they just started having 3D Pokemon like with X and Y, but then they all they also like just started doing animation with with black and white, so it's like, I don't know. It, it, I don't really care what the trees look like. I don't know why people are freaking out about that. There's also been a lot of comparisons between like Dragon Quest and Pokemon, and it's like they're they're completely different games, man. Like it's yeah. I mean, I know there's like millions of monsters in Dragon Quest, but you're not recruiting recruiting them. This isn't like Dragon Quest monsters. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I think I think I think it looks cool. Like it's it's been getting fairly good reviews, which I don't really care about because I'm gonna get it anyway. But well, it's my but, next yeah. RPG, so yeah. Whatever people have been doing to talk comparisons between the two, I think Dragon Quest has inspired me to like keep playing RPGs, and I'm gonna play the next current one, which is Pokemon. I I vow to finish it. <laughs> Which is like a lot to say because I've never done this with a Pokemon game. Yeah, friend, I own a few. I own a few of them. Was it a friend? A friend of the show like did a did an article on IGN. Uh, Janet did something about like the time. Was it yeah. the time that it took her to beat Pokemon? I think it was around like fifty hours. But Pokemon's kind of like Dragon Quest, where there's a actually Pokemon more than Dragon Quest, but there's a lot of for a lot of people, and you've heard them talk about this on Axe of the Blood God also. For a lot of people, Pokemon doesn't begin until you beat the game. And it's all about the post-game stuff. And pretty much all of the Pokemon games have had, like, a lot of post-game shit. So it's kind of like you can easily put hundreds of hours in there if, you, if, you tre- you're, if you you're willing, you know. Yeah. Not even a tutorial, but, like, the just the first phase, the first chapter. Yeah. Because I, I know there's – I mean, in the past few ones – I mean, I th- the last one that I beat was Pokemon – was Pokemon Y – Right? Was it or was it Y or X? I don't know. It was one of those three D ones. I think you got X because I have Y. Yeah, I, I got X, and it was uh, 
Yeah, and it had a bunch of shit at the end, and I played a lot of it. Same with Black. I beat Black also, and it had a lot of post-game stuff. And then even and not even with like doing a competition and stuff like that, just going through and getting more legendaries and stuff. There was a lot to do after you beat the game. So the only Pokemon game I've ever beaten was Snap. Pokemon Snap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I played. I I gotta say I probably played pretty far into Pokemon uh, Puzzle League, but I have not beaten. Oh wow! The only Pokemon game I ever beat was I watched Detective Pikachu the movie. There you go. I think maybe maybe the people are mad that the Pokemon don't look as realistic as they did in the Detective Pikachu movie. Maybe that's what's going on there <laughs> with the and the the, whole- hate, the hate is real because I think a lot of the hate is that they just upscaled the 3DS models, which they did, I guess, in some regards. But like, who who cares? Let them reuse their assets. Like, yeah. They looked great on the 3DS. Well, they're like, like they're they're saying that it was that it was built from scratch and and I mean I I could tell that the I could tell that the models were the same on Pokemon Let's Go from the 3DS, but but I mean they obviously had to make some of them from scratch because they're scrapping a lot of the original ones for this. I don't know why it matters. They yeah. like treat it like it what it is with the moment it was created. The model was created and just keep upscaling the model. That's awesome. That's, yeah. that's if you go back to like what's the polygon, whatever the one from like the original. What was the name of that one? That was Stadium? the polygon based Pokemon. Are you talking about Pokemon Stadium? 164? The original Pokemon. But he was. But they were in a. But they were in a Pokemon Snap. Porygon. Yeah, Porygon. Like, yeah. <laughs> look at that one. That was made as like a like a commentary on like what a 3D digital computer generated pokemon would be and it was a product of its time but like why not reuse that model because that's hilarious because it was already a commentary on like what was going on you know like why not use the same scyther 3d model that was created in 2012 or whatever because it's that's the same pokemon yeah it's that same model you're capturing it yeah, they I, do that in Smash Brothers a lot. Well, they do it. I mean, speaking of, I mean, speaking of Dragon Quest, like they've done that for years too. All their monsters have looked the same since the very first game. That's just how they do it. That's their thing. It's fine. I mean, yeah, maybe they're a little bit more detailed now, but they're, I'm pretty sure they're the same sprites that were on eight. They <laughs> were in Dragon Quest eight. You know, they're just they're just a little bit more uh, better resolution and all that this time around. So yeah, I don't know. But I did I, – I think John – somebody put it on the Slack and I actually looked through that list of all the Pokemon that weren't included, that weren't going to be included in uh, Sword and Shield. And it actually makes me happy that a lot of them aren't being included because probably my favorite Pokemon was Black and White because they took all of the Pokemon out and they made you use all new Pokemon. And I really liked that about that game. And it was a really good like – because I hadn't played Pokemon since like Ruby or whatever and I didn't finish that one. And it was a really good way to like bring me back into the series because it was all it was all Pokemon that I didn't know and nobody knew them, you know, so I didn't feel like I was like overwhelmed or whatever. You know, I felt like it was a good beginner game because all the Pokemon were new again. You know, it felt felt like blue again. Like blue and red, so so yeah, I mean, I don't care about that. And I, I feel like a lot of the Pokemon that I have I've been using in every game and I need to use some different ones. You know, I'm tired of using Snorlax and Mewtwo and Alakazam and all those guys, which uh, Mewtwo isn't in there for sure. Uh, Alakazam, they aren't in there. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure Snorlax isn't either. Chandler is in there, though. We, we made sure and look that up. So, 
Chandler did make a didn't make a return. But no, I'm excited. Can I be I'm, any more of a Pokemon? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm ex- I'm excited to play it. And it's uh, yeah, it's preloaded. It'll be out as as of the time that this is posted. Hopefully, hopefully I'll get it done before that. But what else? What else do you got? A little side note, a side tangent on the Pokemon hate. But you know, we gotta talk. I about I mean, that's it. okay because I I did I was kind of like wondering what I should buy because I'm gonna preload it tomorrow after I get my paycheck deposited in my account, and that's why I'm gonna buy uh, Pokemon. So I think I'm gonna get Shield. It's only because like... Trey has promised me I'll get Leak Boy. I will trade you Leak Boy. Yeah, if you can't find it on the internet, I will trade it to you. I'm sure I can get more than one. Hopefully, if not, I'll find one on the internet and trade it to you. <laughs> through the through the trading system, and supposedly the I trading d- system will be will be available through from the start. So, oh, maybe we, hopefully we can do some uh, some raids, like some uh, some of the wild world raids. That'll be fun. I like it. So because you can uh, you know you can play online stuff like that. Be cool. I did play uh, a little bit more of Killer Queen Black um, because we all played that together and had I th- I thought a pretty good time like. Mm-hmm. In that moment, like it was pretty easy to match up compared to other Switch games and stuff. So I was just playing online. I was playing the ranked, trying to like get my record up a little bit. And uh, I realized if you capture videos during the match, like it captures the voice chat too, which is kind of nice. (laughs) I've got this video that I captured that I actually posted on my Twitter. And I, I mean, I trimmed it down a little bit because it wasn't the full 30 seconds, but, uh, I don't know. To me, it was pretty funny. Like uh, these people have obviously been playing together for a while, and then someone dropped out, and then I jumped in. So at the end, they're like, "Well, it was a good. It was like a good night hanging out, like for a while." And like, "Oh, I'll just free it to you." So it's like the the uh, lasers are going off, pew pew pew, and then there's like the guitar solo, which is the end of the match. <laughs> and then someone's like, "Jer mm, Jer," because I had delivered like the killing blow on the queen ending the match. And then, like, a bunch of people, like, kind of all talk at once, and the guy's like, what a player, what a player. <laughs> all right, yeah, everybody, nice. you guys were great, lovely, made my night. And then someone else is like, good game. And then someone's like, enjoy the rest of your birthdays. <laughs> I don't know, it was just so hilarious, because, like, all I did was, like, capture, you know, I killed the queen. And in the match, like, I was proud of that. But, like, when I went back and was listening to it later, like, there's this whole conversation that, like, was so cool, like... I don't know. I just love that in this random instance that the capture function like got this little conversation that for whatever reason to me has been like one of the most funniest things I've heard in a while, Hmm. which I actually transcribed it. That's why I was able to read it to you guys. But it's on my Twitter. If you guys want to check it out at JMX stack, just looking for my killer, my killer queen uh, video. I posted. I've only posted one. Nice. And I actually put the transcript in the comment section. So, you can read that there. <laughs> but nice. I, I, I don't know. That just tickled me a bunch. I don't know why. I just like I just thought it was so cool because I don't think I've really experienced that. And it pro- it might it may have been able to happen in Fortnite, but people weren't talking that much in there. Yeah. I think I just happened to stumble into like a, an ongoing conversation. Yeah, I was gonna regard. say I was gonna say I think that's the only one I know of that has online that you can capture video with. Maybe you can do that in Mario Maker, but I haven't really tried it you used to be able to do that with fortnite i guess they got rid of it because i remember you could capture video but yeah i, I nobody was talking because we were just doing we were just doing stuff like with the like with just us so you know weren't hearing anybody else but anyway yeah i, I played tetris 99 for a little bit i was trying to get the Lu- luigi's mansion theme but I, 
like I always do. I didn't get in on it until like the last like two or three hours. You can do it. On, you can do it on Monday, the man. Last hour. You can, you can do it on Monday and Thursday for all of you weekend warriors. Like if you can't, you know, if you're working or whatever and you can't get to it, like it now it goes all the way till Tuesday, I think to like Tuesday morning. So I was, actually, I was, pl- I was playing it and I actually missed it in, in such a way that where like I was close to getting the milestone and then it went to the next match and the, it didn't look like Luigi's mansion anymore. So like, oh, yeah. I actually saw it transition over and missed my chance. Yeah. I actually, I was surprised that I was able to do it cause I was trying to, because Japan is like 14 hours ahead of us. So I was trying to figure out how to do it because I was like, I have to get the Luigi's Mansion theme. But I ended up doing it. I ended up playing it because of because of that extra, because it goes till Tuesday now. If it wouldn't have gone till Tuesday, I probably wouldn't have been able to do it. But but I'd completely forgotten about it. And same thing with the Pokemon one that they just did. Like, I'd forgotten about that, too. And I was like, oh, wait, but I can play it on Monday. So I just, yeah, booted up, played it on Monday. It only takes me like takes me like less than an hour to get it, so. I just kind of play it until until I get the hundred points. I will say my so my partner has played Tetris ninety nine a few times over at my house, but she was hanging out with a friend um, who also had the game, and I don't know they were hanging out and they played it for a little while. And she played a little bit more there, and she's like, "Oh, I remember this game. I played it with you that time, you know, several months ago." She's like, "I actually kind of want to play that game again." So like she was over at my house the other night and I was like making dinner while she was playing Tetris and she got to seventh place. And that's like the highest place I've ever gotten the whole time I played. Nice. So I was like, you need to play this more. Cause <laughs> she was on my account. Like she doesn't have a Nintendo account, but I was like, sure. I really think you should create a Nintendo account because like, I don't know. I got to seventh. It took me a while to get there. Like it wasn't like a beginner's luck thing. I don't think, I think she's actually really good. So, well, if you, I, yeah, if if you buy the if you buy the uh, DLC, you guys can play on the same screen together. Well, there you go. I think if I might want. actually end up buying that, which was one of the reasons why I bought the next game I bought, Stretchers, which we'll probably talk about a little bit more. But she and I played that co-op and played a few levels into it and had a really good time with it. Is it um, is it fun with two players? I've only been playing it single player. It was so fun. It's yeah. just so. It's just hilarious. Like at first we were a little stressed out because we wanted to like get the bonus timer, but once we like gave up on that, we're like, just like let's just come back later, you know? Yeah. And like and play, like just get through the mission. Like it became so much more fun, like just kind of goofing off and playing with the physics of the game and so we're only I think we're like three or four levels into it, but having a really good time with it. Have, um, have, I definitely recommend that game. Have you got to the point where you have levels that aren't about carrying people on the stretcher? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I got because I got to that too, where you like where you're like cutting down trees and like doing. Yeah, we did that. Like, we did that one. And fireworks we did one and fireworks. Stuff. Yeah, I think we might have done another one after that. Because I think I I got because I did all the ones where you weren't where you weren't like carrying people, and then I got back to carrying people again. But no, that that game is really really fun. Yeah, Stretchers like just kind of came out of nowhere, but I feel like they really knocked it out of the park with this one. Apparently, it was it was the guys who did the Little Nightmares game, and it was produced by Nintendo. Is what is what I feel yeah. like I read online. But yeah, it's basically kind of like Crazy Taxi, is that right? It what? is like so. Like that's why I said at the top at the top of the show, it's a bit of a stretch. But uh, yeah, this game's great. So the first couple times we played like missions, 
she wanted to do the driving. I'm like, sure, do the driving, you know, like, cause like it's two players. Oh, yeah, simultaneous. You can, Anybody who wants to drive can. Yeah. I forgot. And, cause uh, yeah. Whoever gets in the driver's seat will end up driving. Yeah. I didn't even think. Yeah. About so that. like we learned that whoever, yeah, whoever gets the driver's seat gets to drive. So sometimes she'd be like, well, I don't feel like driving after this mission. I'll be like, sure. I'll drive. Like, so it was kind of fun. It was like real life in that regard. Like sometimes when we're hanging out, like she'll be like, I don't really feel like driving. I'll like drive somewhere, you know, like mm-hmm. anybody can hop in the driver's seat in real life, just like this game. So that's kind of fun, but it is like a persistent open world in that sense. And there's like a map of the whole place mm-hmm. and you go between missions, but they're located at actual locations on the map. Yeah. And it will, the, wherever you, you bring them back to the hospital, the hospital's always in the same spot, but yeah, yeah no, it's, I mean, it's great. It actually, weirdly enough, it kind of reminds me of a game that I'm going to talk about when we get to me, but sort of reminds me of saints row, which I ended up getting that game again, but the driving because you can drive over stuff like you can knock down like like uh like street lights and like and fences and you can, and that's kind of how I drive in that game I just drive through stuff and yeah kind of remind me of that, that, of that game fences and, yeah. and stuff so it's pretty fun in that regard yeah it's it's a awesome like I just bought it on a whim but well John mentioned it in the Slack and then I did a little research you know you mentioned like you wanted to get it to Trey and I was like well I'm definitely like wanting to check this out now so. I looked up a little bit about it, and of course, all the like game reviewers I trust, like from Kotaku and stuff, were like saying good things about it. And I'm like, well, you know, twenty bucks, I'm just gonna get it, and let's hope it's a good two-player game for date night. And my partner came over, we played it for like two hours. It's it's been fun. I've, I've actually I've just been playing it single player, and I think it's really fun for that. Like if yeah. if you play single player, you basically use both of the analog sticks to control both of the people. Mm-hmm. So it actually works really well. Like you can control the one who's reading, wearing the red outfit with the right and the one reading, wearing the blue outfit with the left. And you do like ZR to like use to grab and like ZL to grab between the two of them. And you click in the analog sticks to have them drop the, to, to lower the stretcher to, to put people on it and like that. And it's, yeah, it's actually really fun with two, with like playing single player. Like it's, there's a lot of like yeah. it, it reminds me of Katamari too in some regards because there's just like a bunch of random junk everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> that is like oh, affected you, by physics that you're like knocking around and, and you can pick extra stuff up too for more points. Like I found yeah. a bunch of safes and stuff like that, like vaults. Yep, safes and there's like random bikes and stuff and I don't know, it's all this random business. And then of course like you've got the dizzies, which are your like people you have to pick up, but there's other like. Uh, NPCs too hanging out that you can talk to and some are just like you know whatever nonchalantly walking about but it's pretty fun like it's really you know it's like got a very simplistic design to it but it looks good with what it does and it's just it's hilarious like it's there's no stress involved at all in the game unless you're trying to get the bonus timer yeah. so for the most part you're just like dealing with like these wacky physics and this just really fun like concept of like you know get all these sick people into the ambulance and then drive them home mm. yeah i got a what was it I, I actually got the bonus time for all of them except for that final one that i was doing just because i couldn't figure out where the it was it was in a weird thing where i couldn't figure out where the dizzies were like i was just kept yeah. walking around this one area and they were all in the bottom and i just didn't get there until later but yeah no it's it's really i think i know what really you're talking fun. about you yeah. had to use the trampolines correctly or no you had to use the zip line uh no not it's after that it was it was just it was just a weird thing where it's just like where it just where it put me was not anywhere near you have to go down and there's like a ship that's shooting fish at you out of out of cannons I don't know if you get that far 
But uh, no, it's it's really cool. It has a really the art style actually kind of reminds me of Fortnite a little bit, but not in a bad way. Mm-hmm. Like just that same sort of like cartoony. Or like, uh, yeah, like, um, what's the chef game? Overcooked. Yeah, people would compare it to that too, but Overcooked wasn't fun to play single player, and this game is actually fun to play single player. That's my that's my difference between those two. But no, I watched a video of it, and once I saw that it was like, because I because I, I wanted the the driving to be like you know like driving like like a crazy taxi. I didn't want any like overhead driving or like isometric or anything like that. I wanted it to be like a three D game. And it was, and I was like, okay, cool. And that's all I really need to see. And I ended up buying it. And I had like seven hundred, I had like seven dollars worth of uh, bonus points in there, so I was able to kick it down to like to like thirteen dollars. So similar, similar to what I did. Yeah, yeah. I had like five something yeah. in my uh, gold coins. So yeah, uh, it was a good choice. Um, one other thing I bought, of course, was Luigi's Mansion. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you said you hadn't played that much of it, but so I haven't really played that much into it. But I have actually gotten to, I think I've beaten like four or five bosses. Are you at the castle? Have you made it to the castle yet? No, I haven't made it there yet. Okay, that's so, where I, that's where I'm so at. So I, I have it in my notes. I have the save debacle because I like I played it and beat like the third tier or whatever, like the third set of bosses, and then I reloaded the game later. And I loaded up the wrong save file. Oh no! And I totally, I totally thought that once I loaded that up, that I had lost my progress. So I ended up not playing the game for like a week straight because oh, I was no. just like so upset that like I had lost my progress. You shouldn't. Come to find out, I when I loaded it up again last night, my progress was still there. I just had to like load one from the top. Yeah, it it auto saves after every time you enter a room, which is pretty cool. So yeah, I would just like open a door and then I turn it off and then it's saved and then I just go back to the latest one, the latest time. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know exactly what happened that day where I like got confused and thought I lost all my progress, but I I did and I just got so pissed off I didn't play the game for like a week. So that's one of the main reasons I'm not that far into oh, it. But that's too also bad. because I was so like focused on Dragon Quest. Mm. That up until a few days ago, that's like all I wanted to play. Sure, I figured it'd be a, it'd be a nice like I don't know a relief from Dragon Quest if you wanted to do play something that's very much not role playing at all. I didn't I didn't want <laughs> like relief it. from Dragon Quest. Like yeah. I just wanted to keep playing it. Like there was not a point where I was like, other than like at the end of the night when I needed to go to bed, where I'd be like, all right, you gotta stop. Mm-hmm. I was like, there was never a point where I was like, all right, I actually need to play something else for a little bit to like. Mm-hmm get out of this funk like i would just be like no i need to grind sure <laughs> that's what's going on right now i just it's time to grind mm-hmm. it's grind time yeah no uh, luigi's mansion 3 is a total joy to play like i absolutely I love, love that it. game like it's it's kind of one that i thought was going to be high on my game of the year list and so it's I just, and it's totally I, high on my game of the year list i fucking so, love it so you know where i am i just beat the the piano oh yeah the piano was so cool that yeah john cool. yeah, john watched okay. john watched me beat the piano i, I beat that at john's house in a yeah, in Long that's Beach, the last so. thing I beat. I got, yeah, we I, realized that's the piano from Mario sixty four. Is the origin? Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was so much fun. You know, all the the bosses are so cool, and it's the game just like has so much charm, and I've just like I've just been loving every second of it. Like I think it's so much fun to play, and I feel like it's put together so well, and just feels like it just feels really good. Like it feels like a really well done game. And I got to the part where you get to the castle. And one of the door, one of the rooms is totally playing a song that sounds exactly like the theme song to Game of Thrones, and it like cracked me up so much. 
Like you're like you're in this room and it's like no 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 like that, but just like a little bit different. I was like, that's fucking hilarious. I really get a kick out of it. I'm, I I should like capture it and put it on Twitter. I didn't I didn't even think about it, but yeah, it's it's so much fun. Like uh, Egad gives you a Virtual Boy to communicate with him with. Mm-hmm. Like I I really get a kick out of that too. And there's a there's a part where he like uh, where Luigi like pulls the vacuum out of the car. Then it totally reminds me of like a scene from Evil Dead Two. Or like where he puts the chainsaw on his hand, it like kind of has like the same, the same uh, camera camera angles. I don't know if they're trying to do that, but it reminds me a lot of that part where he like puts the chainsaw on his hand and says "groovy." <laughs> it totally <laughs> reminds me of that. They do the same thing in Army of Darkness, but but it's a reference to that. But no, like yeah, Luigi's Mansion is like so much fun to play. I, th- I think it looks it looks beautiful, and uh, yeah, it's it's great. I've, I've been enjoying every moment that I've been playing it. And it's been, it was a good one to play a little bit of and not really like it was my, it was my game of the trip because in Japan, like I could play a little bit of it before I went to bed and I didn't feel like I, you know, I didn't feel too super overwhelmed by it. Like I kind of just pick up and play it. And then I would just, you know, I could turn it off and turn it back on and I'd still be in the same room. You know, I didn't feel like I had to go like find wherever I was at or whatever, you know, it was really, it was really comforting to me, to me to play. So I really enjoyed it. And Guiji's been a lot of fun doing doing stuff with them. Yeah, so I mean that's pretty much all that. I, I mean I played uh, of course NES and uh, SNES a little bit, but for the most part, Dragon Quest Eleven's been my main, and Luigi's Mansion on the side, and then of course the Stretchers recently. Nice. Well, uh, let me t- let me talk about my stuff, and then we'll. F- I think that'll finish it out. I don't think we need to do any news this week. There's been enough news of my Japan trip. There was no news. Nothing happened. I mean, nothing, nothing really. I mean, there wasn't really anything worth mentioning anyway. And, and, and if there was, we'll talk about it next week. But, uh, okay. So, so yeah, I've, I've been out of town for like three weeks, out of the country for three weeks. So I didn't, I didn't really play as many games as I hoped to, but, but we were out like, I mean, Jess and I went out, we went out for food like twice a day, like pretty much every day. It was awesome. Like we'd spend a lot of money. But by the end of the day, and because we took trains everywhere, like by the end of the day, I was fairly exhausted. So we'd have like a couple shots of Suntory whiskey and and hit the sack, but uh, but but when Luigi's Mansion Three did come out, I was so interested in the game that I did try to play it for a while, and I played like maybe about five hours while I was in Japan. But yeah, no, it's like I said, it's it's a lot of fun, and and I think that that'll be one that I'll definitely be finishing by the end of the year. <laughs> you know, this whole this year has had too many games. For, it's just too many games that are too long. Mm-hmm. That it's just one after another after another. And then I, and there's, I keep forgetting that ones came out. I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about Link's Awakening. And I forgot about Astral Chain. And I forgot about, like, Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Like, all these other ones. It's ridiculous. But, yeah, no, I I played that. I was able to play Tetris 99 in Japan. I felt actually pretty proud of myself that I was able to get the Luigi the Luigi thing. So I've so I've been undefeated on Tetris 99. I have every... Have every one of the themes from all the from all the events. I have not missed one yet. Wow! So because I because I got the Pokemon one too that just happened last weekend. Same thing. Like with doing the Monday one, that really helps me a lot because sometimes I don't you know I just don't think about it. I don't have time to do it on like Friday or Saturday or Sunday. But yeah, I was able to do that, and I also like got enough points doing the daily challenges to get another theme. So I got the haunted house theme, which was one I was wanting to get for a while. So that's cool to have. I still love Tetris 99. That one's probably going to be pretty high on my game of the year just because I've, I never stopped playing it since it came out, you know, and I even bought the DLC and all that. It's still, it's still a lot of fun to play. Um, I played, I played Witcher 3 more. I actually played some of it at John's house, showed him a little bit of it. 
I think it looks pretty cool. I actually I was playing it on the plane and it actually it froze like in while I was while I was in midair <laughs> on the way to Tokyo. So I kind of like oh no quit on it for a minute. And but it 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 auto saved so it didn't really matter. I actually just picked it up back up today and it was in the same spot. I was in this part where I'm supposed to meet like this I don't know, this like king or something like that and I got to put on this these type of clothes. And I picked the clothes and then I paused the game to put the clothes on and it froze in the pause menu. Which seemed to happen to me a lot on PS4 games. It actually kind of reminded me of that. So, so yeah, that froze while I was in while I was in the air, and I was like, oh, I don't want to. I just kind of was, and it was kind of hard for me to play in the plane. Like, it sort of got me. I would get kind of dizzy, and it would be hard to find a comfortable space. And I was trying to play with my pro controller, and it's, you know, you want to like put the switch down, but you want to like not hold your hand in front of the switch, and it was a pain. So I ended up watching mostly just watching movies. Thankfully, they had a lot of Marvel movies on there. Those movies are really long, so you just watch a few of those, and you'll be in Japan in no time. I did. I did forget to mention, just not to it, like interject too much, but the stretchers did freeze on us once. Oh, okay. to where the game like shut down. It was like an error has occurred. The software will not shut down. Mm. Did it, it happen to us during one mission? Did you lose anything on the reload? No. Well, we had to start the mission over, but it oh. was just that one level. Nice. Well, that's so good. we've lost like maybe like four to five minutes of progress yeah that's good then also uh aside from that another game that i played while i was in japan was fucking haunted halloween 86 man it is on the switch now officially from our friends retrotainment i've actually been talking to them and hopefully they will be on our show soon to talk about the process of getting their game on switch but yeah no it is the game's great i'm actually like about three levels in i actually made it to the third level which i was pretty proud of that john actually watched me beat the second boss at his house so So that was pretty I've cool. only gotten to the the train boss. I've never gotten past that. Mm. Cuz you you get a you get a uh, password for everything and I just do the screen capture whenever I get a password and then I just put that in and go back to and then you get all your lives back like once you get a password. So I think it's doable. Actually, I wanted to try to beat it before cuz I thought they might be on this show and I want to try to beat it for the, before this week, but I've just been the transition from Tokyo's been kind of killing me. So I haven't had yeah. been able to play games as much as I wanted to, but so when we came back, so when we came back from Tokyo, uh, I had a little bit of money left over in my uh, savings that I ended up in buying a new TV. So I bought I bought a 65 inch uh, UHD six series Samsung. I think it's a 4K TV. I don't know anything about 4K, but is it a smart think, TV or is it just a stand, like? Does it have online a, features? Yeah, it's a smart TV, but I don't use the I don't use it. Oh, you don't have a Samsung phone. Never mind. Yeah. I don't. I don't my, my phone would probably connect with it like right away. Uh, well, I mean, I got an app. I got an app for my phone that's the Samsung app, Samsung app, but I don't use it for it. But it's yeah, it's gigantic and beautiful. <laughs> that's what. Uh, and uh, so it it was incredibly heavy. Actually, Conan had to help me like take it out of the take it out of the box and set it up and all that. But uh, I set it up. You know, it looked really good. And I and I like you know I like vacuumed around it and like cleaned the like cleaned the the TV stand that it was on and like cleaned up all around like all the styrofoam and shit. And then I like went to the went to the kitchen to make some food. And then I was going to watch TV on it. And I came back and the t- and the TV had like this line down the middle of the TV where half of the TV was like super blown out and like really bright and the other half looked fine. So I'm like oh what? I'm like oh what the fuck is it broken already? So like I so I called Samsung. And they, they told me it was broken. So then I was like, and they're like, well, we can do it in like, you know, weeks or whatever, or you can call Best Buy and maybe they'll do it in a day. And I'm like, all right. So, so I called Best Buy 
they put me on hold for like 20 minutes. So I just like put my phone down. Oh yeah. And I forgot to mention when I was in Tokyo, Sates Row was on sale for 50% off. So it was finally at the $20 level. So I ended up buying it, ended up buying the game. So now I have Saints Row through the third on my, on my switch. And man, that game's fucking fun as hell. But anyway, while, while I was, while I was on the phone with these guys, I started playing Saints Row, just kind of fucking around on it while I was waiting for them to pick up the phone. And as I played Saints Row, my TV got fixed. Like the, like the screen righted itself while I was playing Saints Row the third. It was so weird, but it's like Saints Row kind of fixed my TV. And now it's fine. And then, and that's never happened again. I don't know. I read that it might have been because of the plugs that it, cause I plugged in the U, the HDMI or whatever. But yeah, no, it's been working like a dream ever since, but. Yeah, I played I Saints Row. And it your helped Switch, me. like, does it look like the frame rate's higher or anything like that? Uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. I think it just looks bigger. I mean, Super Mario Maker Two looks pretty cool on it because Mario's head is huge <laughs> on, on the game. But, but no, I, I played some. You know, I just kind of like, like I showed Conan it and like just went through some games. Like I played Doom on it. That was pretty funny to play that really huge. And I, and I played like Super Mario World and I played like, uh, Star Fox and Super Mario and like Super Mario Brothers 1 and stuff like that. And then I played Super Mario Maker and, uh, yeah, and I played Stretchers on it. And I, I've been wanting to play Witcher 3 on it yet, but I haven't done that yet. But I've mostly been, I, I got the Disney Plus service, so I've been watching a lot of that on it and watching, and watching, uh, One Piece episodes because I was not able to watch any One Piece episodes when I was in Japan. And I was so angry. Now I can actually watch them because they're on Netflix, but they don't have English subtitles in Japan. Like Jap- Japanese Netflix has like every anime on it, but none of them have English subtitles. It's so annoying. But uh, but yeah, no, uh, they got got a new TV. Um, I actually have a new computer coming, which I was hoping to have oh, for this what? have for this episode, but it's new uh, MacBook. Yeah, I bought one of those upscaled. Uh, it's basically my MacBook, but with all the. Uh, I think it's almost about the same as a new MacBook, except it has plugs. So you <laughs> it's, got a it's, used one. Uh, it's it's some like refurbished thing through oh, eBay. Refurbished. It's like in it's like in Illinois, or whatever. But no, I mean they have to like they go in and change the C- CPU and all that to make it faster because you can't actually do that on your own. And it has like a solid straight dual terabyte drive and all this other shit. It's supposed to be a lot quicker. Two terabytes. Can, yeah. Of of uh of like on the solid state yeah on on the on the actual laptop memory, so and it, I really got tired of running out of space for editing this show, so it's really made mostly for editing Nintendo like main upgrade yeah, but uh yeah I, I've been playing around on the TV, um oh yeah and Saints Row the third I made I made a character that looks like Jess because most of the time, you know I'd make characters that look like. Look like my girlfriend or my wife now, you know, and she actually got a really kick, real kick out of it, and thought it was funny that I had that I had a big girl with with purple hair running around killing people on uh, Saints Row. So that was fun. <laughs> she put it. She put a thing on Instagram about it. But it's your wife. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot about how how much fun Saints Row is. Like that game is awesome. Like I think it's totally worth the forty bucks even. Because I when I booted it up for the first time, it basically because it's like the game of the year edition. It basically showed through like twenty things at me that are all like <laughs> that are all like DLC. Like right when I started the game, it's like boom, 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 boom. It like throws you all this like free uh, free uh, vehicles and weapons and stuff like that that you got from the full package game. And I didn't notice whatever people said was the problem with it on the TV. I didn't notice any of that. I thought it looked great. It basically, I don't know. I think I like it because it kind of feels like an open world action RPG. 
Because you basically you make money, but you use money to upgrade your character, so you do level up like in the game, and and you can upgrade all of your all of your posse as well, and it's and all the levels are completely ridiculous and stupid and and fun, and it never takes itself seriously. That's kind of what I like about it, and it's still so much fun to play. So it's been hard for me to put that down for other stuff. And I played Stretchers. We talked about that. Uh, Bloodstain got its official update, so I played that for a little bit today. I finally beat that that two-headed dragon thing that I was stuck on forever, so at least that happened. But some of the weapons are still incredibly choppy. Like, I used this uh, spinning blade. Like the axe, for instance. Like the spinning blade. Yeah, well, no, the spinning blade I use, every time I use it, like, the frame rate, like, completely gets fucked up, and it turns almost into, like, an, an, into, like a slideshow, which sucks. But I guess it looks better. I don't know. I didn't think the th- I didn't think that the Xbox One version looked that much better to begin with. So I don't know. I, I know the was it the Grandia update was this week too, but I haven't got to check that out yet. So that was kind of on my list. Uh, I played Jedi Outcast on the plane for a while. I kind of finally got to the point where I got the lightsaber, so that's cool. It made the game a lot more fun. Once you once you get rid of the guns and get to start cutting people up, it gets more of a fun game. But yeah, I think that's what I've been playing. I mean, my, like I said, my pick of the trip was Luigi's Mansion 3. And I'm really excited about Pokemon coming out this week. So that's what we will be talking about next week. But I think this is our show for this week. I think, I think between yeah Pokemon and the news, we'll have a pretty full show next week, too. Well, I was hoping to have our Pokemon expert back on here, Natasha. She'll, you know, if she's uh, if she's available. I'll, I certainly I'll, hope so. Yeah. So well, I figured she would come back and talk about it on it. But yeah, as of next week, I will have S.H.I.E.L.D. Well, by the time you listen to this, I will have S.H.I.E.L.D. preloaded. Yeah. We'll get to talk about, that'll be our big thing, Pokemon. And maybe we'll get Retrotainment on here, too, depending on what they're up to. I but, hope uh, so. But yeah, this has been our show for this week. This has been episode 194. Uh, thank We're you. back. Yo. Yeah, we are back. It's been like three weeks. And hopefully you guys enjoyed all the older episodes that I put up. Uh, I put I put the original episode that Jess was on, where we talked about Donkey Kong Country. I put up an ep- I put up Jeremy and I's original Halloween episode for Halloween. Hopefully, I do want to say that. like one thing I forgot to mention was that in one of those episodes you brought up, I think it was the Halloween one. We were like remarking about the NX or you know about the Switch. Yeah, and I was like, uh, if there's VR, it's going to be its own separate module, and it totally was. <laughs> so I, oh, yeah. I predicted you the future. Right. You, you predicted yes. Labo, <laughs> Labo VR. I predicted Labo, even though I called it a module. It was totally what a labo is it's totally a module sure and i also i also put up the episode the first episode john was on the twilight princess episode and i also and i also posted uh a new wart radio tetris tetris uh music on there so that one was fun to make and there's an additional patreon only wart radio where i make a pretty badass two-hour tony hawk greatest hits playlist so Anybody who's on the Patreon, listen to that. Or if you're not, get on there and listen to it. And also, if you want to hear more about the Japanese trip, Jess and I recorded two episodes for Drunk Monday. And episode one will be up right now, so you can check that out at uh, just search Drunk Monday on, on your podcaster, podcast listener tour of choice, and you can find it there. Or if you're on the Patreon, you'll find it right now because they're on the same thing If you if you donate us money. Which would be cool, you know, and you get extra episodes. And we also had extra episodes about about the uh, Dreamcast and about like uh, the Galloping Ghost and uh, Tony Hawk and a bunch of other stuff in there. Lots of fun stuff to listen to. And there'll be a new one this month as well. And uh, you can find us on Twitter at 
at Nintendo underscore domain and at JMAC stack, as Jeremy said earlier. And of course, we're on youtube.com slash fingmater or twitch.tv slash fingmater, which hopefully I'll stream again someday. It's been a long time. I was hoping to be able to do more stuff with the new computer whenever it gets here, but we will see about that. But yeah, we've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. I'm Jerry Mikowski. John Nitter. And thanks everybody for listening. We'll see you next week. See ya. Cut out that part of, of me, of my butt sticking out.